Welcome, fake nerds, to another episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast. I'm Brandon T. McClure. With me, as always, is Ryan Iliopoulos. I'm the fakest of nerds. Ben Magnet. This episode is brought to you by the famous Tatooine Bee. Beware the Tatooine Bee whenever you go to Tatooine, mates. It is deadly as all hell. That is not our joke. We're not no, Australian it's not. <laughs> that was stolen from Caravan of Garbage. And Sparkplug Wikiwitty. Uh, I'm like I'm like light fake. <laughs> You're like quasi fake. <laughs> yeah. Semi fake. No, like he's. You know what Sparks light. is? Sparks what? is the hipster fake. Oh. No, that's yeah. Ryan. Am I? What? I don't know. No. I just I wanted to be so. contrarian. Thank you. I, I was gonna take it. Like I, I don't know what hipster is anymore. Well, this is the 81st episode. Oh. Can you believe it's been that long? Holy crap! Yes. 81. Really? I can't. I have. I, have I thought we would have been canceled. I by didn't now. think I had my nose running for as long I, as I did. I have felt. So. I have felt every episode pass like sand <sighs> through an hourglass. Oh, you know, and you know what they say about sand? It's coarse. It gets everywhere. You know, I was gonna say just like. Um, just like Stand Through Now, guys, so are the days of our lives. Oh, I love soap operas. <laughs> also, that joke from uh, uh, Bill and Ted. Oh, party on deeds. That's Wayne's World. Let's get tubular Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing. I'm the Ready Player One of, of references. Just all the references. Uh, yeah, I'm reading that book right now. I, I mean, I, you love that book. Oh, no, I don't. No, he does not. Oh, is it, no, did I mean love? I'm sorry, I meant hate. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is not. If you looked at Brandon's Twitter feed, which I apparently I was not following That's Brandon, all I've been tweeting about for like- how much he hates Ready Player days. One's references. I'm just, I'm, I'm just imagining Ernest Klein is like, just like, oh, let me check out Ready Player One stuff. And like, this guy really doesn't like me. Here's the, here's the thing. Like, I would never like, I would never like tag him because I, I I just think that's rude. Like, yeah, that's I'm not, mean. I'm not going to like tag him and be like, hey, your book sucks. I will hashtag it though. Hashtag Ready Player One. Yeah. Hashtag Ready Player One coming out in <laughs> March, April, May. March. I'm waiting March for 30th. them to pop up like one of those little like uh, little emojis, yeah. emoticons that they pop up. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, little. They don't have one yet. No, not yet. Mm. Not yet. I'm waiting to see if they're doing. It's gonna be a little like Iron Giant probably. Or something. How was your guys' weeks? It was a pretty okay. It was. Yeah. Playing a lot of video games, but that's like every day. Bury the lead, why don't you? Well, I mean, I always play video games. Yeah. 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 It, it was fine until my girlfriend got me sick. Oh yeah, you were sick. Yeah, so I came home from work. Here's the thing. I didn't actually know you were sick until you texted us this morning. It says, thank God I'm not sick anymore. I'm like, oh. Yeah, cool, because I was asleep. You, didn't you sleep for like 15 hours? Well, here's the story. I came home. Fanny, uh, my girlfriend's asleep next to me. I'm playing video games as I do. And she coughs on me, and I feel the entirety of her cough on my entire right side of my body. Oh, that's healthy. So I'm that's thinking, gross. well, shit. This isn't going to end well. Next day, guess what happens? I wake up with a little scratchy throat. The very next back day, back wasn't scratchy. That's where she coughed on you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> next day, I am out. I even go to work, and my supervisor looks at me and says, "You should go home." And I did. And then I was asleep for fifteen straight hours. I wasted my entire Saturday. That's pretty okay. And audience, like you, I did not know any of this. Yeah. Yeah, because I because I, I was asleep. And I wasn't talking to you just guys. Just like GI Joe, the more you know. Knowing is half the battle. G.I. Yeah. Joe. But I was able to finish uh, Runaways and Gifted, so that, yay. Good, oh, yeah. that's the episode. That's oh, the episode. Small, small victories. Hey, what's up, Sparks? Sparks, 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 Sparks. Hey. You went to Lake what? Tahoe. <gasps> I, I did. I did go to Lake Tahoe. Ooh. How was that? It was nice. It uh, it started snowing as we were leaving, and I was kind of bummed. Oh, because you didn't get to experience all of it? Yeah. No, no, no. Like It was like really light snow, and I'm like, sure, of course, as we have to leave on the road now it's gonna start snowing oh i thought you meant like how nice build a snowman or something so oh no i wish i wish yeah. but it, it was not it was not coming down quick enough yeah. uh, fun fact about me i have never seen snow really oh man never in my life 
his bikes. That, that was my first time seeing snowfall, and it was not enough snowfall. It was yeah. very light. It felt like quite the tease. I was very upset. That sucks. You guys should go to Chicago. It's like negative five degrees there. It's cool. Oh, no. it's, it's fantastic. Montana, dude. That's where the Ooh, real snow yeah. is at. Oh, I'm going to go to Montana when Far Cry 5 comes out. So I saw mm. three movies again this week. Man, I just got my movie pass. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for oh, you. Oh, man. Um, wow. It's, it's pr- it's br- I saw Lady Bird. <gasps> Finally. Uh, yes. Which is, I thought I felt it was delightful. <laughs> mm-hmm. I saw Phantom Thread. Yeah, I did not like that. It, I've heard that's divisive. It, it kind of does sit with you, but I, I don't get it. Like, I'll, to be fair, like I'll fully admit, I don't think I get it. All right, question: hmm. Do you think the Phantom Thread, Daniel Day Lewis's um, performance in that, will that steal him the Oscar this year? Oh, absolutely not. It's gonna go to Gary Oldman. I full, I fully believe this is Gary Oldman's year to win. Okay then, because um, da- da- look, Daniel Day Lewis is a great actor, but it's kind of like Christopher Nolan, like. Yeah, they deserve to be nominated. Not this for the, this. This isn't the one. These well, aren't won, the ones. He won for Lincoln, didn't he? Ooh, I don't know. He, I think I, he did. He won for uh, There Will Be Blood for sure. Yeah. That's my favorite of his. Right, movies. but like, so like Christopher Nolan, everyone's like, oh, Dunkirk should be Dun- Dunkirk. Like, he's not going to win for Dunkirk. Dunkirk's not that good. He does deserve one. Yeah, not for Dunkirk. Not for this one. Yeah. Um, and so like the same thing here. Like, I don't think it would be nominated if it wasn't his last movie. Yeah. Quote unquote. Quote unquote. Quote unquote. Um, and then I saw Peter Rabbit. Right, is that is that a, is that the next I Paddington? Liked I liked it. Okay. It's not the next Paddington, okay. no way. But okay. I liked it. I Honestly, I was kind of half hoping you were gonna say you went and saw Fifty Shades Freed. <laughs> oh, just, fun story about that. I just to, hoping you were gonna go. I see went that. to Target. I went to Target, and you know, so you know how the covers for like Fifty Shades, of, Fifty Shades of Grey, and Fifty Shades Darker, they're like black and white, kind of like monochrome colors and a sexy pose. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, Universal has decided to do that same cover style. To other films, Pride and Prejudice, Jane Eyre, and My Big Fat Greek Wedding too. Those are all those are all very <laughs> very sexy movies, especially My Big Fat Greek Wedding. <laughs> two. God. Oh, two. Oh, two. Oh, My Big oh. Fat Wedding. My Big Fat Greek Wedding too. Sexiest one of them all. Years later, still sexy. And oh it, my god. It was really funny to see like those like next two Fifty Shades of Grey in That's the so same funny. kind of style cover cover. It's style. like like uh, Best Buy has like their cool ones, and yeah, then yeah, like yeah. you said it was Target. Target right. just like everything's sexy. Yeah, we're all just everything is sexy. <laughs> Jungle Book, today. sexy Jungle Book. Um. Yeah, and then I saw uh, The Founder, which was on Netflix. I finally oh, saw you say, yeah, the oh, McDonald's movie. Good, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I caught up on... The Vulture origin story. <laughs> <laughs> I caught up on some TV shows and, you know, I went to work like TV show. Yeah. Yeah, I had a crazy ex-girlfriend. Good show, man. Good show. Man. What, what what's what's the what's the California what is it Santa? West Covina West, West Covina. Covina dude I literally live ten minutes away from West Covina oh, you should go say hi to Rachel Bloom if I, I don't think she lives there I, I don't know. think she does actually oh. fun fact um, crazy ex girlfriend one of their sets is our old campus really oh. it's CSUN it's the business building in CSUN really I live right in front of CSUN it's good it's good school yeah yes terrible traffic our alum, our, our, hey our uh, I wasn't able to interject earlier, but when you were talking about Peter Rabbit, I was going to be like, hey, speaking of haphazard CGI animal <laughs> movies, did you all hear that they made a Woody Woodpecker movie and it went straight to Blu-ray? Yes. I had. Yep. Thanks to Facebook. I know they did that. Oh, no. Is it like, is there anybody it's, famous in there? Uh, it's Timothy, uh, uh, Timothy, Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant? Timothy Oliphant? Really? He's, oh, no. He's so good. No. Yeah. Timothy. He's, I, you, you were a hitman once. Is that true? I don't think it was Timothy Oliphant. I think it. Is yeah, he's so much because he that. looks like he does in Galavant. 
He's not. He's not in Guy Who's the guy? Timothy Who's the one in Guy You're thinking of a different dude. dude. Timothy Elephant is in Deadwood and Hitman and Justified. Justified. Who's the one in Guy in Gallivant? Not Timothy Elephant. Not Timothy Elephant. Okay, well, tell I watch, me who it I is. I don't know his name. He's a, he's, a, he's not. You can you can say it's not no. him all you want. No, I don't know who it is. It's definitely not that oh, guy. Like I don't have the IMDb app on my phone. That was a good show, though. Well, if you guys I, haven't I'm, seen I'm Galavan. on it. I'm on it. Yeah, absolutely. See, Galavan. That show was great. Do you, do you mean, do you, who is it? The main guy in Galavan that no, you're talking about? No, it's not the main guy. The king? It's the king. Mm. Timothy Elbinson. Oh, yeah. okay. I could see where you can get it. Okay, see, see how, I, how I got the two confused. Oh, okay. King Richard, all right. Yeah, Timothy Elbinson. Sorry. I, I don't see how you got the two confused, but but sure. Their oh. names are Tim and O. Timothy oh, oh, O. By name. By yeah. name. They look totally different. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I actually don't know what Timothy Olyphant looks like. You'd he's you'd recognize his face. That's fine. You he would. looks like a he looks like a better looking version of the um, white army dude from tr- the first Transformers. Josh Dumel. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. That's a, a better actor too. Yeah. Way better actor. Yeah. Than Josh. He is. Yes. He is a better actor. Well, that was a tangent. Uh. Anyway. Um. Should we get going? You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh. Yeah. Uh, Peter Rabbit was good though. I liked it a lot. Should we? Good marketing. Yeah, at least, at least silly marketing. Look, it's cute. Yeah, but man, Paddington is so good. Though. Paddington okay. Two. Is I can't wait to see delight. Paddington. I still haven't seen Paddington. Oh, or Paddington Two. Well, I would hope you see Padding- Paddington. Before watch you see Paddington, Paddington two. two, and then go back to one, and then watch Paddington Two again. Don't do that. It spoils Paddington One. Fine, that's it now. <laughs> I don't want to spoil Paddington One if it's Just that watch good. Watch the fifth movie in the series. You're fine. Oh yeah, totally. I saw. Flash I, hope so, I, I saw these. like Last Jedi with someone who's never seen a Star Wars movie. So like, uh, anything's possible. You guys. Well, all of all of China saw Force Awakens without seeing a Star Wars movie. Really? Yeah. Oh. And that's why everyone was. That's why I wasn't confused when the Last Jedi bombed. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Because like, China never had a Star Wars movie. Yeah. So of course the Last Jedi. I was surprised. I was more surprised that the Force Awakens did good in China. That is surprising. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, is it is it Olive Garden time? Is it hashtag sponsorship red no, butter time? No, actually, it's it's sad news time. Oh, you're right. Oh, sad news time. We lost a great actor this week. Yes. Uh, yeah. Reg E. Kathy, mm-hmm. uh, uh, th- who I did not see a lot of his work. He was in House of Cars. He's great. He was in so House of Cars, which I've never seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of nerds would recognize him as Franklin Richards in Fantastic Four. He's mm. he's good in that movie. He is really. He good is in good in that movie. Uh, Excuse me, Fan Four Stick. Fan Four Stick. Yeah, Fan Four Stick. It's fantastic. Um, what was that? Did you just did you just say the name of the movie? Yeah, man, it's Fantastic Four. End credits. He died at he died at the age of fifty nine. Fifty nine. Oh. Fifty nine. Uh, he will actually be seen in the next season of Luke Cage as Luke's father. Ooh, cool. He all right. he had filmed all of his scenes before right passing. On. Okay. Uh, everything I heard it was sudden and it's tragic. That's a shame. It's too oh, bad. Sadness. He has a, he has a good g- good uh, body of work. Now bread and butter time. Okay. So now that that's out of the way. I'm ready for it. Get the bad news out first. All right. Yeah. So DC Comics has announced a new- Boo! Oh, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Owie. Um, DC Comics <laughs> has announced loud. that they are going to do an- a new imprint. Another one? Uh, DC Inc. and DC Zoom. Mm. These are going to be their young adult imprints. Uh. Um, DC, quote, has brought on- uh, brought on board some popular novelists in the YA field, including uh, writers who I do not know. Yeah. Uh, Lori Hulse Anderson, Melissa De La Cruz, Michael Northrop, Mor- Northrop? Sure. Northrop, sure, and Ridley Pearson. 
I have not read any of their oh, books. I know really Pearson stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. He wrote um, Peter and the Starcatchers. Uh, my, my roommate was just in that play. That's funny. He oh. also wrote um, the Kingdom Keepers series. Okay. And he also wrote a few other titles which are um, leaving my brain, yeah, but you... the series of books that I actually read and own are the Kingdom Keepers books. Right on. That's the Disneyland one, right? Uh, Disney World and Disneyland, yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. Um, they're going to write new books for um, DC Comics. Ooh. Comics or like actual Comics. books? Okay. Okay. Um, uh, so the quote, we wanted to go back to what we used to have in comic books, story arcs for younger readers, Who bo- who's uh, Bobby Chase, DC vice president and executive editor for the new imprints. Uh, DC Zoom is going to be aimed at middle schoolers and their debut title will be DC Superhero Girls Search for Atlantis, which will be uh, which is the next Superhero Girls title. Um, and something I'm excited for, Gotham, Once Upon a Crime, mm-hmm. Dustin Wynn, and Derek Fridol- uh, Fridolfs. I don't, I don't understand how I don't know how to pronounce that name. <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's okay. Uh, they are reuniting to do another Little Gotham title. Yay! I love Little Gotham. It's adorable. It was amazing, uh, and I'm super excited for this. Um, it's, Ooh, it's what does that mean for Descender, though? With like writer, like artists don't work on a, on multiple titles. Well, at once. I mean, he's an art. If like, and most comic artists don't do multiple books a month. Well, this looks like it's going to be like a book. Okay. They're not releasing these in, in like a graphic form. novel thing. These are going to be graphic novels okay. that are going to come out. So it's like Earth, the like Earth One yeah. titles, like Gary Frank, bad example because <laughs> <laughs> Gary, <laughs> Gary Frank is doing so much shit right now. No, but Gary Frank delayed Doomsday Clock because like uh, a year, which we never talked about, which still makes me mad. Yeah. Uh, and DC Inc. is aimed at young adults. Um, two graphic novels are currently lined up. A Harley Quinn title written by Marika, Mariko Tamaki and a Mara title written by Danielle Page. So that's kind of cool. What do we all think about this one? I'm a, I mean, yeah. maybe not our demographic, but m- more people to read comics is the better, right? Like, oh, absolutely. Get, ev- get everyone in oh, there, yeah, definitely. You know, gearing towards more uh, younger readership. Snagging while they're young. Little yeah. Gotham. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sparks? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. While DC Comics is riding the high of kicking butt in the comic world, mm-hmm. might as well try to get more people advantage in the comic books. They're yeah. like, man, they're doing so much stuff, like so much more new stuff. Like they just did the New Age of Heroes with all these new random Marvel heroes. We'll see how they. We'll see how, how, that, how goes. that goes. Yeah. Um, and then Bendis is gonna do like a new thing, like a new line, and then these two new like they're they're going real hard. And like like Spark said, like now's the time to do it while while the tension's on you. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think Marvel is not doing well. Right and now. also, I think it's yeah. really smart of them to actually cater to younger audiences. Because do you guys remember back when New Fifty Two first launched, and some Fox News out of the East Coast? Like a local news station did a report on DC Comics. No, and they had I'm not from like, the East Coast. Yeah, well, it was like it was circling the internet for a while. Okay, keep going. <laughs> and they were and they were like, "What's the pages of DC Comics now? Sex and violence." They're showing pages from Red Hood, like Red Hood, the Outlaws, Starfire was like very skippy and asking yeah, on the banger. That's a bad example. And that's also, um, the last page of Detective Comics number one, where the Joker has his face ripped off. And of course, cool. they go to uh, a middle her. school. They're like, these books are AT. So teenagers, like, they're going to like 12-year-old and 13-year-old kids at a middle school. They're like, oh, and these little kids are like, who obviously don't read comics. They're like, oh, I like the colors. This is pretty cool. Right. That's the thing, though. The New 52 was geared to get new readers, not young readers. Right. The thing is, the comic books have always struggled with getting the younger readership into comic book stores and reading these books. Yeah. And it's kind of the thing we, we jumped on when a lot of those LGBTQ titles from the Marvel publishing was canceled. Yeah. Like, you know, it's very difficult to get the younger gen, the next generation into comic book yeah. stores Yeah, because comic book, 
comic book readers are often gatekeepers and they want to keep their comics the way they want it. And not only that, but a lot of the mainline comics gear t- more towards the the longer running uh the longer running things. That's why the New 52 was like, well, let's kind of shun them away and yeah. bring in the newer stuff. Let's make Superman a jerk. Yeah, let's make Superman <laughs> yeah. a jerk. And now Rebirth is like, let's get, let's try and get everyone, and, and yeah. for the most part, it succeeded. Now let's get the younger. Generation yeah, so uh, that's why I'm saying good on DC yeah. for doing this. And the thing about like PG-13 is like that is such a huge spectrum. Like PG-13, oh, yeah. like that you can have sex and violence and gore and just make it PG-13. So like I can understand why like that's that huge spectrum. Like no, we need to middle down the middle schoolers. Like yeah. let's make it actually for them. Like that's smart. Thank you, Temple of Doom. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, Titans. Was in the news this week, the the live-action Teen Titans TV show on the as-yet-unnamed DC Comics um, streaming, service. streaming service. Dude, like a week ago, I don't give a shit, but this week. Yeah. They, but now they showed us the first page of a script written by Jeff Johns. Episode 5. Episode 5. Doom Patrol. Yeah, boy! Doom Patrol! Looks like the Doom Patrol are coming to the Titans TV series. That's so... That's that's first season. That's first five episodes. They're, that's yep. ridiculous. I, Doom Patrol's great. So, for the people who don't know... It's just a group of super wacky, wacky guys who come together, and, and like it's like they're a bunch of like, like like not like C list heroes, but like like they're just super. The whole thing is like they're, uh, they're like losers basically. Like they're basically like outcasts, uh, and they all band together, and like the DC universe is tangentially related. The Doom Patrol book now is tying over with Milk Wars, and if you're not reading Doom Patrol, I feel bad for you because the Milk Wars stuff is so is so dense with stuff from that book. So if you're reading Milk Wars and you're not reading Doom Patrol, you might be completely lost. Uh, yeah. But, man, Doom Patrol is just, it's got, like, Negative Man and Robot Man and he's just super goofy characters. Grant Morrison wrote it uh, yeah. a couple years ago and now Gerard Many Way years is writing no, yeah. it right now. No, yeah. um, like, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, but, man, I am I'm really stoked. Like, that's, I kind of care about the show just because it's a comic show. I wonder how... Johns is writing it. I wonder how it'll go. Well, I wonder what the budget is like on the show. I don't know. Is this where they're going to get Beast Boy? Because remember in the old Titans uh, cartoons, in the Teen Titans cartoon series, that Beast Boy was from originally from the Doom mostly, Patrol. I think this is... Wait. No. In no. the Teen Be- Titans... Beast Boy is not part of Doom Patrol. No, no. He was in the in the cartoon oh, in the show. Car- Maybe oh, not in the weird. original comic books, Definitely but not. he was in the cartoon. Oh, I don't remember that at all. No, he was, that. yeah. First episode, Titans Go, Beast oh, Boy of the Doom Go. Patrol. She Wait, shows talking, up. Are you talking about Teen Titans Go? Or no, no, the original Teen Titans TV show. And, and oh, near the, the first episode. Wait, wait, hold on. Calm down. The first episode of Teen Titans, the original TV show, uh-huh. the original anime TV show, the title of it was Titans Go. No, the title of it was just Go. It was uh, just Go. Just okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. See, you, you were slurring and you were going too fast. Take a breath. All right. Go again. Well, Beast Boy shows up and says, Beast Boy, former member of the Doom Patrol, and later at the very end of the series, the Doom Patrol shows up for three episodes. I don't remember. It's been oh. a while. Then they want to take Garth back and fight that's with cool. That. I think that's a Teen Titans thing. I think it that's is a Teen cool, Titans though. thing, but they could take from that and make Beast Boy into this one. I don't know. I'm into but it. Doom Patrol is in. I'm I'm good. If this is this is gonna be a lot of people's first time exposed to the Doom Patrol, and I just hope they they get the weirdness. Really, you think people are gonna watch it? Oh, I, oh I know, I, we're gonna watch it. Well, I know, but like, well, uh, we uh, we're gonna buy it for Young Justice. Might as well watch it with the, Titans. The thing about these streaming services are the, the ones that cater to like these these like specific streaming services. The DC Comics one is just like how much of the general audience are you gonna get to get. Be interesting to see. Sparks, I'm actually really li- Sparks. Do you know anything about Doom Patrol? A little, a little bit. Okay, not a lot. That's fine. You're reading Milk Wars. Uh, I have not started it. Neither have I. I'm waiting for the trade. <laughs> You're the problem. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I just, I hey, just... Gerard Way's doing fine without you. Do you don't know worry. how much you would you would believe how much money I spent at the comic book store this week. I would. Yes, I would. I saw that 
alien xenomorph thing yeah. you bought. King, I believe how much xenomorph. you tossed away. Yeah. I I remember when I would go to the... Let's just put it this way. It's more money than I've ever spent at the comic book store. Triple digits? Ever. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, I spent triple digits at the store once before. It's been before. a while, though. Uh, yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, well, to be fair, my, my starships were like two years late, so... Yeah, yeah that's okay. Yeah, okay. That anyway. was those starships were a long time coming. I'll give you slack for that. Yeah. Two years late. Um, Shazam. 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 Where's the bolt of lightning? Has started filming. Very very frightening. Galileo. <laughs> Shazam has started filming, uh, and with it brought a plot synopsis. The synopsis reads: We all have a superhero inside us. It just takes a bit of magic to bring it out. In Billy Batson's case, by shouting out one word: Shazam. This streetwise 14-year-old foster kid can turn into an, uh, the adult superhero Shazam, courtesy of an ancient wizard. Still a kid at heart inside a ripped godlike body Shazam. <laughs> ripped. <laughs> ripped godlike body. Shredded. Shazam reveals in his adult in this adult version of himself by doing revels, sorry. Revels in this adult version of himself by doing what any teen would do with superpowers. Have fun with them. Can he fly? Does he have extra vision? Can he shoot lightning out of his hands? Can he skip his social studies test? Yes. Shazam yes. sets out to test the limits of his abilities with the joyful recklessness of a child, but he'll need to master these powers quickly in order to fight the deadly forces of evil controlled by Dr. Thaddeus Savannah. Yeah, Thaddeus. And if you listen really, really hard, you can hear exactly your Levi scream. And after they wrote the word ripped in the synopsis, he's like at the gym going, no, and then he looked at his bank as account. As he is pumping he his iron. Bank account. He's like, no, okay, that's fine. <laughs> as he is pumping iron right now. Sparks, you are a resident Shazam slash Superman guy. I, I'm, you're pretty, are you excited for this? Well, yeah, you're, you're pretty excited for that now, reading the synopsis? Uh, I, I've been excited ever since I cast Zachary and Levi. Yeah. Because that was the one thing I was waiting for. As I, I know I've said on the podcast before that, like, it all depended on who they cast to play him, and they clearly are casting to do the character justice. So I'm hopeful. I, they'd have to do a lot to screw it up right now, I feel. This um, plot synopsis does remind me a lot of Gary Frank, Jeff Johns. I was going to say, I, yeah. I'm, I'm worried that I don't want my little, I don't want little Billy to be a jerk before he has to learn to be a hero. Like I get, yeah. I get why you do that. It's kind of strange because it looks like you know we have like the the kind of the plot of the of the Gary Frank Jeff Johns uh, book, but then like the sensibility of the original. But Gary the Frank. sensibility of the original. So I maybe that's the way to go. It's like a mix, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, this I'm is, I'm not worried. It's it's the DC film I have the most hope for and am looking the most forward to right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is. They're quite the cast list. Yeah, man, they've casted like a lot of the Marvel kids. Like it looks like they're like they're going for it. Yeah, is Mark Strong confirmed to be Doctor Savannah? Yeah, they, they, oh, this okay. is this is the confirm the confirmation. He's All every right. villain ever. Um, Ron Safis Jones from This Is Us is the wizard. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that guy. Okay. I don't. This Is Us is a really great sad show. I heard it was yeah. a really good show. Man, I had that a headline spoiled. The second season for me. That's bullshit. And I, I know. It. I know what you're talking about too. I hate it when that happens. Yeah. Like, don't put in the headline. What don't is, put in the headline. What, does someone die? I'm not gonna. It's, we're okay. not even gonna. Okay. Yeah. I am not gonna spoil it on the air. Okay. Okay. It's it's like it's like. It don't was, even spoil it off the air. Yeah. I don't hey, hey Brandon, one blink for yes, two blinks for no. <laughs> He's hey, just staring at he me. He blinked Shut 37 up. times. <laughs> Star Wars news. <laughs> Um, are we I, going to Tatooine B? <laughs> <laughs> are we going to fight the legendary Tatooine B? 
So what kind of an accent was that? You guys, you guys like Game of Thrones, right? Oh, I quite enjoy Game of Thrones a lot. Yeah, yeah. so do I. I enjoy the Throne of Games. I, it's all right. I've watched every episode, but I mean, it's all right. <laughs> um, I've watched episode, every episode three times, and it's okay. Yeah. So, the showrunners David Benioff and DB Weiss mm-hmm. have been hired by Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm to write a series of Star Wars films. No word on how many. Huh. But my God, seven seasons worth. <laughs> um, Kathleen Kennedy was quoted, David and Dan are some of the best storytellers working today. Their command of complex characters, depth of story, and richness of mythology will break new ground and boldly push Star Wars in ways I find incredibly exciting. Wait to boldly go? Mm, come on, Kathleen. Sure, why not? Come on, Kathleen. Hey, just just no incest, okay? We already <laughs> so, had that in episode five. Obviously, we don't know what's what these are going to be these are not related to the john to the ryan johnson star wars films these are not related to the skywalker saga um apparently they've already no they already know what it's about uh we don't have any information other than the doing them so my question and i pose this to you guys on on our group chat are we getting to the point and i already i already see it online people like a star wars movie a year is pretty ridiculous are we getting to the point where if they uh, no, I'll just ask. Are we getting to the point where there could be Star Wars fatigue sooner than there would be uh, 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 superhero fatigue, uh, generally speaking? Short answer, no. Long answer? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no. My, my, my thing with this really is, and it's, it's a big complaint, and, and it's, a bunch, it's a couple of other white dudes. Mm-hmm. And like we like in like as a white dude, I don't think about it. But I saw a lot of people online not happy about this. Not because Game of Thrones is bad, but it's a bunch. It's another couple white dudes making Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Where's your people of color? Where's your girls? Where's your women? Sure. That's that's the fundamental. That's the problem. Now these I, are writers, so yes. they could hire directors. They also direct the TV show too a lot. Oh, do we think the, they're going to direct mo- also? I maybe they 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 do direct. So sure. I don't. They know. have directed a lot of key um, episodes of Game of Thrones. It's it's like I, they could do a really badass like hardcore rated R Star Wars movie. Also, I don't think a lot of people say they don't want that. I think I want a star. I want every type of genre in Star Wars. Like Star Wars is the is the is the story. You can have a horror movie. You can have a sci fi. You can have a comedy. Like you know, it's it's the world. I will I will counter that mm-hmm. with Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah. Clearly, it's looking like Lucasfilm doesn't want that. Doesn't want yeah. that. So uh, that's why, like, it is still super early, and we we don't know. Like, there could be a same similar I, situation. I will counter your Phil Lord and Chris Miller with the fact that they were working on a film with a character who is already established, altering a tone of that character and his slice of the universe mm-hmm. in perhaps a way that they didn't want because that is an established character. Whereas what we're talking about with Johnson and with these guys are two totally unrelated new parts of star wars and that's what people have been asking for for a very long time is different areas different times in the star wars universe mm-hmm. so i don't think we can say boo until we've seen one of these projects come to fruition that's 100 true well, fair but, point and i'm, I'm not i'm not poo-pooing any of this like, I, on I you. really i really liked last jedi i really like force awakens i really like rogue and one now you so, love game of thrones so so clearly <laughs> like i've i like i like what they're doing with star wars um my fear is just if we don't start seeing, you know, some some new different stuff, some different stuff, we could be in danger of Star Wars fatigue. That that is my yeah, that is my biggest fear. Like I don't want to see Han Solo and then Boba Fett, then Young Leia. Like that's that that's clearly not the direction I don't think anyone wants to go. And I think Han Solo is going to be a big test of that, a huge test of that. Because if that movie does really well, then then everyone who said they didn't want to see it, it doesn't matter because they made its money. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a waiting game to be honest. But True. also it's like. 
I just like I see like it's just another couple of white guys, and I see so many so many people on Twitter are like, "Come on, like wh- where's the representation here?" Yeah, I didn't even think about that argument. Yeah. I was just concerned about the Star Wars fatigue yeah. setting in. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, uh, let's get some diversity in in, in this. Um, the Star Wars films, while the cast has become much more diverse, yeah. um, the people behind it not so much. Bunch of white dudes. Yeah, yeah. You've been silent, Ben. What about you? I'm gonna for to answer your question about Star Wars fatigue, I'm going to say it will happen eventually. Even though we are getting one film a year, and right now just having one film a year is kind of keeping the Star Wars fatigue off. It gets me something to look forward to as a Star Wars fan. But eventually they're probably going to add, as they're putting on um, the Game of Thrones guys, and eventually there's going to be more movies, and there's a possibility of more movies and per be year. A bunch of TV shows on the streaming service are announced. A bunch of TV shows, a bunch be a bunch of other stuff that's all going to be interconnected. Then once that happens, and there's like still, I got to get through all my superhero stuff and all my Star Wars stuff as well. Then the fatigue is going to hit hard, and I'm not going to like it. Sparks, I want you to go first, and then I want to say something about this. Oh wait, oh. Um, if you have anything. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if there's fatigue. Uh, yeah. I don't. Um, it doesn't matter to me. All that matters to me is if it's good. I don't care yes. if they make a movie every year as long as they're good. I don't care if they make a bad movie one year if they make a great movie the next year. I don't care about the fatigue. It doesn't mean anything to me. They pump out blockbusters and summer blockbusters and the same kind of films all thank, the time. Thank you, thank you. It doesn't matter if it's Star Wars or superheroes or whatever. We get the same things over and over again anyway. Uh, all that matters is if it's good on its own. Yes, that's all I true. care about. And and that um, is that is a fantastic point that I wanted to make, and I'm glad you said that because I want to piggyback off of that. We get a thousand action movies a year. Are we tired of the action genre? Oh hell no! Superhero movies are not a genre. It's you have a spy movie that happens to be a, a character who's really strong. Every superhero movie is is kind of similar, but they're very different. Just like every western, every action movie, every romance movie. This fatigue thing that I always hear about, I don't believe in it at all. I'm I going, don't believe it at all. I'm gonna, Quality is what makes I'm it good or not. I'm gonna stop you right there. Um, because I hear what both of you are saying, and I I do agree to an extent, but as someone who is starting to feel fatigue, especially in the superhero genre, um, I told you this on the group, superhero fatigue has set in hard for me on TV. Like, I'm, I'm... I, I'm so close to just being hard done. And we just watched two really good shows. And we did. Them. And even then, it's, and it's not about quality. It's not about quality. It's solely about quantity. Um, because Legion, Gifted... Uh, Runaways, great. Do, do you have great. Mission Impossible fatigue? We're on the sixth movie. Well, uh, to be very we're on the, the ninth. The first we have, we're on the ninth Fast and the Furious movie. Do you have fatigue of that? And here's the thing, I I cannot explain to you why the fatigue set in. I can't. I've I've tried to figure it Is out. Is it the internet constantly telling you about superhero fatigue? To be like seriously, like no, it's no, always, it's not. Okay, no, it's not. It and I and I, the only way I could describe it is as kind of an infection. Like it just kind of seeps into you, and you start looking at these things more as a, well, I gotta do this, and I gotta do that, and I gotta do this, and I gotta do that, and you start looking at it more of a, more as a chore to keep up with it all, and less as a, um, and less as a as a want to keep up with it all. That is and that, fair. That's where I've gotten to with television for sure, and I, I'm I'm fighting it when it comes to movies, and I know that I'm very close to it coming to movies, and I get to the point where. I have for the uh, Marvel movies. I have to just pay attention to the next one, mm-hmm. not the one after, not the one after that. I got to pay attention to the next one, or because if I start looking at like, if I start looking at the three coming out, the three or four coming out next, yeah, I'm I'm I check out, and that's totally fair. Um, definitely, I w- 
again, I still I don't agree with the fatigue thing, but for soup for the TV show stuff, I I can kind of agree because like like a couple months ago, like I dropped all the CW shows just because like they weren't up to snuff, and that's like four or five a week. Uh, I I and I agree, but I think. I think it's for us. It's very different because it, I feel like as like as nerds, we have to keep up with that stuff. And I and I think that's a personal thing that we each have to kind of get over. Like, you don't have to watch them if you don't want to. Like, don't you shouldn't have to feel obliged. Even though we do like a podcast where like we review stuff. Like in humans, we didn't have to review in humans, and we didn't stop that fast. Exactly. So I think I I completely understand what you're saying, but I I uh, but I don't know how to counter that. Uh, it's it just hasn't happened for me, and I don't think it ever will just because like I. I just view it completely differently. And like, it's not something I wanted to. It's not like I'm going there like, wow, I'm so happy I have superhero fatigue. Like, I like these shows. Everything I watch, I like. It's just, it gets to the point where it just feels like a chore. Yeah. And that, that's, I think that's a quality thing. That's really all it, all it is. It's not, it's not about quantity. It's just, it's not about quality. It's about purely quantity. Yeah. You're, I don't, you're looking at it just as like a this need I need to see this next thing. I don't think I don't I mean you're kind of right about the quantity thing, but I do think that the quality is what's factoring in because I think Ryan's right. I think it has to do with your social circle because you're you're consumed in nerd culture, especially with doing the podcast. And so it's something that can feel like a chore. And if it's something where it's not good, you don't want to watch it. And even then, even if you're watching the good things, you're feeling fatigued from it because you still feel like you had to watch the bad things and it's so much content. So that's weighing you down. I think a lot of it has to do with just kind of the social circle and and having to do this show has a big portion of why the fatigue is setting in for you anyway. Uh, I, that, that kind of, I think that kind of becomes a personal thing. I don't, I I don't, in the general sense of what we're talking about, Star Wars fatigue, I don't think it's, or, or even superhero fatigue, I don't think it's a real thing because obviously the good films are still making money. Yeah. Like it hasn't changed anything at the box office yet. Right. And like, then and then when people when, people didn't see Justice League because people thought Justice League was going to be bad. Transformers 5 or 6 what what are the five? Five. 5 yeah so like that movie made I, I just looked 500 million less than the last movie. Mm-hmm. Like people do speak with their wallets. Right. They and, do. We and don't cuz we're dumb. <laughs> yeah, a lot of and right now the good films get a lot of like still get the money and the yeah. bad films I mean, this year, the last year specifically, the, the bad films didn't get the like money. We're getting like "quote unquote" smarter as like as like as an audience. I think so, yeah. probably. Um, I, I've always thought that audience members are smarter than studios give them credit for. Yeah. Um, and I think that probably that showed a lot with 2017. Um, the the whole thing, you know, the the fatigue and the bubble bursting have kind of like become synonymous, and I don't think they really are. Yeah. Um. Because I don't think anyone really had, I don't think anyone had like cowboy fatigue. I just think that they, they just they westerns are super cheap to make. Doing westerns, they did, they were so cheap to make, so they made literally like five a week. Yeah, they did that but out I of don't necessity. Really think it, but I don't think anyone had like fatigue of cowboys. I think that they, they just the bubble burst and yeah. people just stop stop. Like it. like they go to the movies every week. Oh, it's another cowboy movie. Yeah. But like, and I get that. But like, it's it's again, it's like it's an action movie. Like, how many but, Liam Neeson action movies are, are made every year? But again, we're the but. We're not the general audience. No, but they—they're the ones who make Avengers and right. Transformers and all them billion-dollar franchises. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think and that's, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying is like a lot of the times where I see fatigue even being talked about, it's being discussed a lot of times either by people who already don't like those films, yes, or by nerds who are ingrained in the culture and are soaking up all the bits of it and can get tired of different bits of it, especially if they're underwhelming. Yeah. 
we're, I we're, never we're definitely... hear about it from I never hear about it from like casual fans who aren't nerds yeah. who are enjoying it. I never hear that. My coworkers at work, like they're the casual ones, and they're like, Ryan, like, are you excited for Black Panther? And I'm like. Do I have thirty minutes to tell you why I'm so excited for Black Panther? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like a, it looks like a cool, cool action movie. And I'm like, yeah, like they don't view it as like the systemic cycle that it actually is, and it's all about money and blah blah blah. But like, and I understand your point. I think this is an awesome topic we just had. Uh, but I'm yeah, just, I didn't mean for it to get no, like, to spiral I, I into this. Uh, so right, essentially, you're that one guy who's like, excuse me, do you have a few minutes to talk about our King and uh, High Father Lord T'Challa? I was like Kevin Feige, but uh, yeah, <laughs> T'Challa, T'Challa too. Yeah. Um, Since so you have thirty uh, minutes to explain why you're excited for Black Panther, should we? Yeah. Should we no, r- r- real quick, there was something I actually did want to talk about this that wasn't related to Star Wars fatigue. Um, okay, go. I think it's really interesting the wording that they're getting a series of movies, not a trilogy like we know Johnson is getting, yeah. which to me means that we might be seeing a series of non-connected films or at least very loosely connected films about different things like an anthology? in the Star Wars universe from them. Yeah, and I'm kind of into that. I'm definitely That's a good that. point, yeah. I, I, I'd be really interested. I mean, it's basically like what they're doing with the Star Wars stories, but written by one person each time. Yeah. But kind of cool. Yeah. Or two people, sorry. Yeah, they are one person. And you know, man, and they 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 adapt those. That the I mean, obviously, Game of Thrones is George Railroad Martin, and that will always be his name, Railroad Martin. Uh, they adapt those <laughs> books so well, and they really do get characters and and like long term goals and like uh, on a, on a strictly story level, like I believe in these guys a hundred percent. And we'll just see where it goes. Yeah. Will you stop talking when I yawn? Oh, I'm sorry, my 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 point was made. <laughs> okay, I'll tangent. Sparks, we're talking to Spark. No, I'm done. Ta- I'm done. <laughs> oh. I'm done yawning. <laughs> Speaking of Star Wars, oh, what happened? <laughs> the on Monday, the solo a Star Wars story solo movie dropped <laughs> trailer dropped. There oh yeah, go. that thing happened. Uh, what do we think of this one? It's the first of many trailers. That looks like a this Star week. Wars movie. It it still visually looks good. Sure does. Yeah. I had no idea that Amelia Clark was in it. Yeah, but she is. Yeah. yeah. I want, she's probably like his, I, like his, they, his, like his young flame. They, they missed an opportunity to bring in Sana Solo. I'm not. I'm still not convinced that Thandie Newton isn't Sana Solo. You think so? Yeah. I, but but that's just me because like she, she's a she's a black actress playing a black character. That's just me projecting. Yeah. But like that's like people were like Finn has to be yeah. like Lando's. But like in terms of Han Solo's being like this is his origin. Like Sana Solo is like awesome new character from his past. So there's no reason not to include her, right? I think that'd be cool. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Like how dope would it be? Like hey. Your wife's here, dude. Let's talk about this. I'm like, oh, this is spicy. I love that. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not. I'm not entirely convinced she isn't either. Yeah, but ultimately, I think he looks terrible <sighs> as Han Solo. Yeah, I, he does not look like Han Solo. It's it's, it, dude, it's it, not even that. I just think he looks ugly. It's he it's he can't win no matter what he does. To be honest, no matter who that whoever was going to play Han Solo was not going to win. No, dude. No. Like it's. I feel bad for him. Do you do an impression I or? Like, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with his appearance at all. Yeah. I don't. I think he looks fine. Like the only way you can make him look more like Han Solo is if you did the kind of thing they did in Looper. Oh with yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. To make his face look more like Harrison Ford. His hair looks um, yeah, bad. It's, yeah, it's yeah, it's fine. And his hair looks like an early version of Hans yeah. from A New Hope. It looks like they put a mop on his head. Yeah, it's fine. And by today's standards, Hans in A New Hope looks bad too. So true. The few lines. Okay, forget like forget the look, whatever. But like, it's like, will he be that character? The feelings I got, I'm not totally convinced. And that's right. This is yeah. that his appearance is fine to me. I think the way he's written, he's like the lines are Han Solo. They don't sound like something Han Solo wouldn't say to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but his delivery, yeah, um, he has a voice that is higher pitched, and Harrison Ford does not. And he made no effort to pitch it down. 
So he avoided doing an impression. And we had this conversation because I told you guys about this in text. And yeah. I said that I didn't like his his voice. And you guys said, well, Ryan, you said that he can't do an impression. And I thought about that. And actually, a buddy of mine, uh, and I'm going to do a shameless plug here, a buddy <laughs> of mine named uh, Scott McQuiston over on the Seder Sphere podcast. What's up? Um, he, he, told, he mentioned to me, he's like, well, Ewan McGregor did a great job of being like a young Alec Guinness while still making the character his own. And I thought yeah, about that and yeah. I was like, you're right, because you can't ignore specific things like Ewan McGregor does does do subtle things to do a bit of a young Alec Guinness impression. And Alden needed to do the same. He needed to still be like Harrison Ford's Han Solo, not his own interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. Not solely his own interpretation. Not of solo it. his own. And that's. Uh, I know. And that's that's the problem that I see with this performance is that he chose to go completely away from acting like Harrison Ford does. And that makes it so it's just not consistent. And as an example in Star Wars, Ewan McGregor very successfully was a young Alec Guinness to us. Yeah. It didn't much. take a lot. He yeah. made it his own and he made it a young Alec Guinness. And that's what was needed here. Ewan McGregor's a better actor. It and, and all yes. the all the rumors that like obviously we don't know are true, but like apparently like maybe this guy isn't that good an actor, and he had like a dialogue coach with him the whole time, like to try to get him to sound the way he needs to sound. And like they did all these reshoots because they realized their lead isn't good, so they turned it into like a team movie. That's why it's a heist movie instead of just a solo movie. So it's more like a Mission Impossible, which is kind of a better idea. No, one hundred percent. But like at the same time, do you want a Han Solo movie where he's not your main character? Yes. That's that sounds sure. no, but like here's the thing. Yes, because Han Solo. It has always been an ensemble character. He, he has never ever been uh, a solo, a solo, yeah, okay. oh. so, solo character. Um, when we see him, he's an archetype. When he grows, he grows in a group. Um, so yeah, I I don't want to see. Uh, I I I I got. I see Han Solo. Yeah. I want to see. If we're going to get a solo movie, I'd rather see a heist movie. I wouldn't want to see a heist movie where everything important in his life happens in the, sa in the span of months. And that's the big problem with this movie. Yes. Is everything that we know about Han Solo is going to happen in like an hour and a half. Yes. Or two hours. Well, you, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. uh, everything important is going to happen within a couple months. And like, that's, he saves uh, Chewie. He, he does the Kessel Run. He, he wins the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. He goes to Tatooine. Yeah. End of film. There's probably going to be like a, a crappy CJ Jabba in there somewhere. Well, I mean, no, it would be a good CGI Jabba. No, make them practical is what I mean. Don't uh, make them CGI. Uh, <laughs> oh, we can do it. Wow. Owen Wilson's in Star Wars now. <laughs> I don't, I'm not entirely convinced that it is only going to cover just a few months. I'm that'd not. Be, that'd be cool if it was like a, like a five-year movie. <laughs> and I have no problem with them covering all of those events. I don't. Well, I mean, we've covered this yeah. topic I, see my lot, yeah my thing yeah. sparks is I'm, I I am worried like I hope it doesn't take place in like three months like if it is like a couple years then that gives me more leeway but like I it's got to lead up into New Hope and is it going to be like him walking into the into Tatooine I, like meeting Greedo? I feel like I feel like all of the Academy stuff is going to be a flashback. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um. Or or like a separate chunk of the film early on and then we leap forward. One of those two. That'd be cool. I was convinced that and, that's like him. Uh, like he's like uh like going into the academy like undercover like on a mission. And I'm not I'm not entirely convinced that we actually see how he saves Chewbacca. Yeah, I think that we might hear about how he saved Chewbacca. So does he just like so? Oh, Chewbacca's my new homeboy. Like he just like shows up. Well, well no, I'm 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 saying like if we time jump, theoretically, I don't know. 
this is kind of what I think could happen with the film. Like, I think we're leaping too far ahead to be pessimistic. No, of course. Um, if let's say the film opens with the Imperial Academy and then jumps a few years later, Chewbacca's already with him. When he meets up with these other people, they ask how he met Chewie. Okay. All right. That's all right. Look, at the end of the day, anything can be good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, but going off of Ryan, if I want to see a solo movie, I want to see solo. It's kind of like having a Venom movie without having a Venom movie. Oh, wait! <laughs> Perfect <laughs> segue. Anna Eddie Brock. Uh, <laughs> I was holding on to that segue for five plus minutes. Segways? Well, oh, yeah. all right. All right. Fine. <laughs> all right. Speaking of Venom. No, uh, no, no. Talk about that thirty-second trailer. Not a good segue. Buddy. That's a bad teaser. Guys. Shut up. That's a bad. It was teaser. an hour. It was a. It was an hour of thirty. No, it was a minute thirty. That's, that's a bad. That's a, it's a bad teaser. Guys. Um, it was. I don't like Tom Hardy's American accent. Um, he should have just been Bane. He should have just been Bane. <laughs> oh, what a pretty spider. <laughs> um, it looks generic as shit. We see the thing is it's so it's such a tease. It literally shows nothing. It's just you see a little black coming up his neck at the very end of the trailer. Oh, you do? You see oh, the I venom see barely. See the venom face. But here's what really pisses me off is that after you see the venom face, you just get the letter V. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? A V for Vendetta sequel? No, it's Metal, Metal Gear what Solid the, Five. What the hell? Yeah. I don't it's think so anyone. It's a it's the film adaptation of that television show about the aliens. I like that. Sh- I don't think I like anyone. Oh, yeah, that I don't, one. Hold on. I don't think anyone saw that and was like, "Oh, a V for Vendetta sequel. That's nice." Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm just exaggerating <laughs> yeah. here. Um, but still, it's like if you, we have the face. Just say Venom. We all know what it is. Well, it does look. It's it's listed online as the Venom teaser trailer. Yeah, yeah. but so they actually said know. Venom. They didn't. And the trailer had just had the letter V. Have you guys? Has anyone said that they like this teaser? I have not heard one good thing about this trailer. Yeah. This this teaser has been memeing so hard yeah. and not in a good way. Yeah. Who is who is the who is the the filmmaker who tore it apart? Oh, I don't know. Did you see that? No, um, no. Oh, oh man, man. Uh, hold on. I'm gonna look it up. You keep Got talking. It. Okay. It was it, look. It just looks generic. It looks like a generic horror movie. I mean, we get a little bit of the symbiote, but that's about it. I mean. Michelle Williams is wearing a really bad wig in it, but she's a really oh, yeah. she's a really good actress, and so is Sam Hardy. So I'm like. I you know what good man? actors can take bad movies. Oh no, I know, I know. But like, it's all about that money. Oh, God, there's generic action. Hey, shots. she didn't get a pay- she didn't get a big enough paycheck for those all the money in the world. Oh uh, no, reshoots. Marky Whoops. Mark. Um, um, yeah, you know. So stop that, Mike. I mean, all we got to see the symbiote was it in its little cylinder cage. I think absolutely. So so Spark sent us sent us a text of what of what someone thinks the movie. Oh yeah, please be. please read it. Please I think. Read it. Absolutely, I can't. I don't have my phone in front of me. <laughs> um, I think absolutely that's what it's going to be, where it's going to be like, oh, we'll see him like escape the the hospital and he'll use like the Venom tendrils and we won't actually see him be Venom until like the very end of the movie where it's oh. like brief. Hold on, hold on, because I, I want to actually, and then you can discuss, because I want to read that because it was, it was great. Um, okay, so here it is. Here's what someone said will happen and I believe it completely. Um, introduction to Eddie Brock. He's researching the Life Foundation. It leads him to discover the spaceship crash site. Eddie Brock gets bit a bit of the symbiote on him and is hospitalized. Life Foundation gets some of the symbiote and experiment on it. Eddie awakens and the symbiote takes over. Eddie escapes the hospital as Venom. Eddie regains control. Life Foundation are outside hospital and the chase ensues. Eddie uses the symbiote's tendrils while human form to escape by crashing the pursuing vehicles. Eddie confronts the symbiote about the people injured in the chase. Life Foundation finish the experiments creating Carnage slash Hybrid. Eddie breaks into the foundation, finding it destroyed. Eddie discovers Carnage Hybrid. Eddie becomes Venom to fight Carnage Hybrid. Venom absorbs Carnage Hybrid into itself, uttering the phrase, we are Venom, end of movie. Yep. We're Spider-Man. 
Oh, and somehow Tom Holland shows up. Where's the two minutes of Tom Holland being yeah. Peter Parker? He shows up in San Francisco of all Which, places. again, no thank Oh, you. right. This place is in San Francisco, not yeah. New York. Yeah. I don't want this movie, guys. Listen, I don't know. It's too early. It's, it's just too early. No, look. You know what? You know why I don't want this movie? Not because of quality. Because it kind of... Look. Like, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? You you are now you are now saying, oh, we can never do a Black Suit Spider-Man movie. That's such a bummer. Man, man. <sighs> There was, uh, speaking of... Correction. We can't do a better Black Suit Spider-Man movie. Th- there are people who were talking about uh, yeah, in, right. in the in Infinity War trailer where Spider-Man is like going up in space and like what if he like gets he comes symbiote. back down with a little black thing and I'm like, oh, no, no, give because, me this hope. No, because we won't. I we, know. We won't because we're getting Venom this year. <laughs> this year. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> comes out in October. Oh, hey, spook, spooky times. Oh, oh there's going to be a lot of trick-or-treaters dressed up as Venom this year. No, there won't. No, it won't. No. Thanos. No, Harley no. Quinn again. No, oh, it's going to be Harley Quinn. No. <laughs> or Captain America. It's always Harley Quinn, Ben. Yeah. But you're going to be Harley oh, Quinn. Dude. What? We're all going to be dressing up as Harley S- Quinn. I forgot Sparks. to tell you. Oh! You're, you're reading uh, Batman White Knight, and there's the Neo Joker, who is the other Harley, who is now like the supervillain. I like that outfit a lot. That's a sweet. Yes. That's a did sweet you, did outfit. You find the, did you find the thing, or, did you want to just, or can I'm, we move on? I'm, I'm digging. Move on, and I'll jump back. Cool. All right. Um... Avengers Infinity War Super Bowl trailer. We actually we saw it after we saw the good version after we stopped recording our special. Yeah. Um, and some points, of, uh, I think we we're absolutely correct to to assume that um, that uh, uh, Vision is in Wakanda and that's why they're going after him. However, called it. Yeah. However, in that sequence that we see him walking, and it's, I, I, I'm, I thought it was Captain Marvel, and the internet also believes like wholeheartedly that that bit at the that. Uh, when you're when they're walking through a hallway, it's it's a uh, black it's Black Widow, Cap. Captain America, Vision, mm-hmm. and there's someone behind Cap. Uh, people are saying it's Captain Marvel. I'm kind of on the fence. Uh, however, I think it's far more likely that it is Scarlet Witch. It's most likely you, Scarlet Witch. You can you can see a trench coat behind Cap. It doesn't. Yeah. That's what I that's Cap's what I thought like, too. It looks like Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Yeah, and so but also Vision's uh, gem is not is not in his head. Ooh. The Mind Stone is not is no longer in his head in that, in that scene. So I'm still convinced that we haven't seen like the last two thirds of this movie. Everything that happened, like Wakanda, might be like like the airport scene where it's like in the middle. Um, so I, who who really knows, man? Looks well, great. I am okay with that, dude. Okay, so um, Tony Stark's suit. He takes off the glasses and he looks like he has some stuff going up his neck. It could either be extremist or it could be it's not. But there's he there's a suit he has called the Endo Symbiote suit. It's part Venom symbiote. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be that, so it's probably just going to be extremist. But man, just well, I don't think it's definitive proof that it's coming out of him. It, it's, I think it's, it, it's, I think it could be just because I I saw it as, and I've seen the, the. I mean, we've all seen it a couple of times. Let's be honest, yeah. um, <laughs> more than a couple, Brandon. Yeah. It's it's like going. I think it's like making the suit from the ground up, kind of like a like kind of like a um, uh, a new version of the Mark II or the Mark yeah. III, where he like yeah. took it out of a briefcase. It looks case. more like like. I know it's not tendrily, but like that's the only way I can describe it. Like, like it's like veins, like going up. Right, but I don't think yeah. those veins are coming out of him. Well, no, that's I don't the think, thing about I think he has... it's in the hollows of his bones, so it co- literally comes out of his body. Right, so I don't think that's what's happening because that's super stupid. <laughs> I don't think that's what happened. That's yeah. what happened. No, yeah. I think he just has like a base um, exoskeleton, and yeah. then the rest of the armor fills itself. Maybe in. that's where uh, that's what the the chest plate is now. Yeah, it's, it's all coming it's out all of right his there. chest plate. That could be cool. Uh, and that's why he has got the arc reactor on his chest again. Yeah, that could be it. Good. Anyway, oh. that was fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, more Captain America, uh, Wakanda Shields. Yeah, that's great. Since we're on Marvel, uh, that Marvel class photo. <gasps> Ten uh, years in the making. A oh. couple of uh, notable absences, Tom Hiddleston and Clark Gregg. Yeah. 
I think Clark Gregg said like he couldn't be there for some reason. It was something. filming. Yeah. Probably. Clark, Clark Gregg was uh, promoting at a con in New York at mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston. There's a couple of people who actually weren't in that. I forgot what the actual list was, but it's not everyone. It is most most everyone. Though. They got like 90 percent of that. They got Bradley Cooper. Enough. Bradley Cooper wasn't there. Bradley Cooper wasn't there. That, I, that's they got understandable. Like, they honestly got like 95. Well, Vin got, Diesel was there though. Yeah, what else is he doing? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Vin. <laughs> they got like 95 percent of the of the of the entire yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe cast. Was Jeff Bridges there? I, I thought I saw so, him there. I no way. So. Hey. I did. I did find what I was looking for. Yeah. It's uh, it's Rob Leif- Liefeld, uh, the Deadpool creator. Oh, he was the ooh. one who took to Twitter to slam Sony for <gasps> the poorly made De- uh, Venom teaser. Yeah. Um, Go he on. was constantly replying to people after he posted, "Sony, stop calling bloggers and expressing your dissatisfaction that they are reflecting the truth. You ran that teaser that wasn't ready for prime time. Look in the mirror." <laughs> and people <laughs> and people responded to him saying that the teaser had these things and this and this and this, and he just shut them all down saying fundamentally this thing shouldn't have been shown it was a total face plant they shouldn't have announced it they should have waited i uh, i like rob a lot he's he is so excited about deadpool and cable and all that stuff and like hearing him just like trash venom so like because like he sees you show get, us venom you get one trailer for venom then you get the deadpool trailer like jesus christ what a difference speaking of Deadpool two released the released the new trailer this week how does that keep getting, how does it keep getting better how does their marketing keep so getting i just better? have a question what in the ass? How come the visual effects aren't done? It's not like we had to remove a mustache. God, that was that, fun. That movie just came out a couple I months ago. I could not stop laughing when I heard that joke. This is like a... He looks great. Dude, he looks, Holy yeah. shit, and does Josh Brolin look awesome. I don't know. That that CGI needs to be touched up on that arm. <laughs> that was not great. Yeah. I, I, I love the design of the arm. I thought that looks really cool. Um... I wonder how much they're going to go into the techno-organic virus stuff. I, that stuff's super crazy. I saw this thing where it was like... I really hope there's a scene where where Cable is telling Wade his origin story, and it's super and it's dark. like super convoluted because that's Cable's Cable's origin story is one of the most convoluted origin stories. So he gets ever. infected by a techno organic virus and he gets sent into the future. No, no, so like who a are his parents? It's a oh, it's a Scott and Gene. <laughs> it's a clone of Gene, actually. Oh yeah, yep. Uh-huh. That's weird. That oh, it's yeah. that they're, they're, they're looking for. They want to. Do. I could just see the scene now where like Cable's like, yeah. So my mother, Scott and Gene. Wait, wait, wait. Which Gene? Is it the young Gene or the old Gene? Like, oh, I gotta see it. It was a clone of the old Gene. Uh, what? Wait, we have clones January now? Jones? No, that's Emma Frost. <laughs> and like, he just like he just like waves it off and like, never mind. I'm so ex- don't worry I'm about so it. excited for this movie. Um, because Cable Cable's origin story is ridiculous. Uh, that it looks great. I'm super stoked for it. And Terry, there's a lot of mutants in it that I didn't even Terry know. Terry Crews is in it. We're not sure who he's playing. Shatterstar is in it. Who is a super stupid, obscure, awesome X Men character. <laughs> I'm so happy Terry Crews gets to play superhero. Yeah, dude. Whoa, that's Man. so great. Brandon. Uh, do me a favor. Read the synopsis. Read the synopsis, please. So the synopsis for Deadpool 2 also dropped the same day. Here, after surviving a near-fatal bovine attack, a disfigured cafeteria chef, Wade Wilson, <laughs> struggles to fulfill his dream of becoming My- Mayberry's hottest bartender while also learning to cope with his lost sense of taste. Searching to regain his spice for life, as well as a flux capacitor, Wade must battle ninjas, the Yakuza, and a pack of sexually aggressive canines as he journeys around the world to discover the importance of family, friendship, and flavor, finding a new taste for adventure, and earning the the coveted coffee mug title of World's Best Lover. Reach for the sky. That's the official. No, I'm not kidding. That is the official synopsis for Deadpool they, 2. I, I, they keep just, just one upping themselves, man. They just give no Fs, but they deliver every single time. There is no. There is no real synopsis, quote unquote. No, this is it. You don't need it. 
People know what they're getting. We're still going to go see it. They know what they're getting. Right. It's ju- that's great. I love that they did that. Anytime um, they have fun with things like that, it's great. All the trailers uh, have... Oh. What are you saying, Sparks? I'm still holding out hope for a Hugh Jackman cameo in this. Same here. Oh, man. They can't afford him. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Not as, not as Logan as Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Man, I know that. He said he's done playing Logan, but I could totally see him showing up as Hugh Jackman. Or the, he's like, "Oh my God, you're already no, I'm Hugh Jackman." So, no, you're not. So uh, you got Deadpool, you got Cable, you got Domino. Uh, people think Terry Crews is playing this guy named George Washington Bridge, mm-hmm. JL Bridge, and he was a member of the old X Force. So this straight up just like is a pre X Force movie. That is maybe I, maybe they canceled Deadpool three because they're like oh shit we're getting sold to Disney let's quickly get that X Force movie out yeah. before this happens. I mean this is basically like 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 X Force like point five. Yeah. So like I'm I'm so ready for this movie. Now that looks great. The same day the Jessica Jones season two trailer dropped. Ooh I watched that like a couple hours ago man. That looks, I looks totally good. did not. Looks good. Is the guy clapping at the end supposed to be Purple yes. Man? I've, yes. Okay. I think it's Nuke. Uh, yeah, they can't. They can't just drop that storyline. He's got to come back. He's got to get, get the tattoo on his face. But it's also the season is about that storyline. It's about the people who who um, who um, uh, experimented on her and Nuke. Um, they kind of changed her backstory from the comics to yeah. be a little bit more mysterious. And it seems like it's like a like a Lazarus Pit thing, like where she was dead and yeah. then they brought her back. In the comics, it was she's just a vat of a vat of chemicals fell yeah. on her and she has powers. Yeah. Um, which but, is which oh that old chestnut yeah right but it, I mean it was meant it was made to be that kind of old yeah. 60s um, origin story type um, so I think that's what, who I think it is I think it's, it might be Nuke because he might I he think, should be coming back I think it's Purple Man because they're not dumb they know that people have seen set photos that they've been out there that there's been talk that he's obviously filmed something for the season um, and they changed the hue purposefully and the way she reacts to it I think that is him Jessica um, but not not to say that I don't I, I think you're right about Nuke and, and him coming back and all that, and, and that's obviously going to be a big part of it. I think that they're trying to distract from the Nuke storyline so we don't, people aren't even anticipating it with Purple Man. Yeah, Sure, okay. Because I'm not convinced that, that, that the guy she fights, like the guy who wants to take over her thing, I'm not convinced he's the Bane bad guy. Mm-hmm. I think Nuke's definitely going to come back. And I swear, if he doesn't have the American flag tattooed on his face... I think we're getting Hellcat in this season, too. Oh, yeah, she said you need she a psychic. She says you need a psychic. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting yeah. Hellcat. Yeah, baby. That'd be cool. And the comics, I wouldn't be surprised. She was great. Yeah, no, she's and com- Ben in the comics. Patsy Walker is the superhero Hellcat. Cool, cool Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. I loved, uh, I loved the bit where the kid asked her if she knew Captain America. Oh yeah, yeah, that was cute. And it's it's she's man, she's still in the comics. Like, she does. Yeah, and she she's still just like like drinking nonstop, still having her problems. Like Jessica, you were just part of the Defenders. Get get your life together. She was drinking in the Defenders. Too. I know, you, but get your life together, Jessica. Um, yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's some good trailers. Good trailers. Oh, well, not not Venom or maybe Han Solo. Yeah, well, well, yeah. lots of trailers. Well, <laughs> one more. Trailer. Um, one more. Oh, continue, this, Sparks. Uh, this Jessica Jones trailer and the talk about Captain America did give me a little bit of a fan theory. I know, like, you know, the the connection between the MCU and the and the Netflix shows is is tenuous at best. Um, but I now think that all the shows are taking place on kind of a closer timeline to each other well before the films that we're watching now like post avengers but but well before like civil war and stuff because the kid asked about captain america oh that's a good point that's a good point yeah so he's not he's not a war criminal in jessica jones season two so i'm really curious about that like he's still 
a, a love beloved a member of the Avengers at that time. That's actually a good, good point. Which I think is really smart if the Netflix shows are running behind everything. Do, I know this is going to reach back in our memories. Was there no mention of like a, of Civil War in Iron Man, or Iron Man, Iron Fist, or Defenders at all? No. No. Okay. Yeah. Then, they haven't mentioned anything since the incident. The, they only ever mentioned the incident. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. They haven't even they haven't even mentioned the events of Ultron yet. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. But you think they'd mention a city. I mean, that I, goes but, to his point, though, yeah. But 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 you think about it, like, they've all been on such a tight timeline, like, at most a year has passed since Daredevil 1. Yeah. Yeah, and I've always, I mean, I've always assumed it's just because they don't care anymore yeah. or don't or don't want to do the connections anymore. But, yeah, that would be a, a, a really interesting way to approach it. Yeah, if you're running, if you're running everything behind, so you can always like address movie things in over time because they're on a timetable much further back. Because it's not like the films need to address them in hindsight. Yeah. Right. Question though, do you think the timeline that they ever put out will include the Defenders? I think it's possible. Because Maybe post Infinity War, because who knows what the hell the world's going to be like. After. We know, we know that Kevin Feige is not anti the Netflix shows. We just, know this. Those movies are just more important. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, the movies are more important to him as they should be, but he's not against them. He's He's been very blunt that, like, scheduling is the biggest difficulty of even thinking about including them. Um, and the Russo brothers have been very public, and I think James Gunn, too, with their love of it. And we know that, like, they bring the Netflix cast members to all the Marvel premieres and everything. Yeah. So Even the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast members. Exactly. So they're considered part of the universe. They certainly are. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did decide to include it. But I, I also wouldn't hold my breath for it. Guys, is is Mar will Marvel give us our cake and eat it too? Are the will we see a second flash of any defender in either of these Avengers movies? Do you think? Like here's like, my theory. Yeah. Because of what we just talked about, here was my theory. I I now think because the Russo brothers have expressed love for the Netflix shows. I would not be surprised if there was some big event going on, if there was a scene in New York with the Defenders doing something or a seeing some mention of them or something. I just want to quick then, flash. And then you could later, and then you could later, if they are running on a, on a different timeline, you could later show the Defender side of the Infinity whatever storyline as its own season. Yeah, and that's like a, it's that's like a comic book tie-in where like Infinity War is the event, and then you read exactly, the, exactly, and it could be made so much later, but the tease was in the oh, film. That's what they do in that's what the first couple seasons of Shield did, and yeah, they did that. Much, yeah. They did it really well. Yeah, man, I just I just hope like because we're reaching the end of like this is like the finale of like this big event, and I'm just like I'd really like everyone to be included. Like if they say everyone's included, really mean it. All right, let's get out of this news section with uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. I'll let you guys... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, about Mike that. Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. We're getting uh, Monsters Incorporated as a world, confirmed world in Kingdom Hearts 3, the second Pixar film in yeah. Kingdom Hearts. <clears throat> Tangled is just Disney, right? Yeah, Tangled's just okay. Disney. Yeah. Man, this game looks really good, but um, uh, Sparks is less convinced i'm semi not convinced I'm uh, that it's not coming out this year so. i am still holding on to the fact that uh, to the faith that it is coming out this year I, I, man they showed hey, so much I'm stuff i'm just i'm just going off square enix history man. no you're right i know and you are you are right to do so i am wrong to do so but oh man. i'm gonna be yeah, honest final final fantasy 15 released a trailer that looked like a finished game three years before it came out that's true. i know um that's yeah that's so true dude. Death stranding that's stranding is not coming out ever um I still think Sora looks really freaking weird as a monster. He does. <laughs> he looks super weird. Even Donald and Goofy look weird. Yeah, I can get over, but yeah, but Donald's Mike Wazowski. <laughs> Essentially. Great. Great. Dude, little Boo. I, I hope Boo is like a little companion in there, man. Oh my god. I, I love that. It looks it looks great. I'm I'm excited. 
It's it looks that so visually like th- that Toy Story looks better than Toy Story does, dude. Yeah, like I it it's the fidelity is just so high. I'm like, I just want it. I just want it. No, seeing that Ariel summon yeah. was pretty sweet. It also kind of made me happy because we're not going back to Atlantica. Because yeah. my God, going to Atlantica in Kingdom Hearts two was horrible. Pretty cur- pretty cool mermaid uh, summon, yeah. Yeah, but going yeah. but that means we're not going back to Atlantica, which makes me happy because <clears throat> man, I hate Atlantica. Tangle like too. like she uses her hair as like a like, is she like she throws it over a tree and like does like a whip kick. Yep, man. Hey, hey Ben. Yeah. Um, I wasn't clear. Did you say you hated Atlantica from Kingdom Hearts two? Shut up. <laughs> Under the sea. Love you, buddy. No, I think I think you misheard him. He said he hated Atlantis. Can oh. you um? Sorry, you're Can right. You but where does Stephen yeah, King come you. into this situation? <laughs> because we know you're a Stephen King fan. I will. Man, I just, finger for you, finger for you. You're cool. I'm just wondering, like, is, do you do you think Star Wars is going to be in this? Do you think Marvel, like, or is it no. too late? No, no, no? Okay. no. Okay, that's cool. I don't think I don't think that they they'd want to touch that right now. Um, if if it were to be one of the two, I would I would actually have to say it's probably Marvel. Yeah, I would. Um, interesting. Okay, because I think that I think that has, in in a way, at least when Kingdom Hearts three started development, a larger global appeal than star wars does um Mm. no 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 i really stand by that because when kingdom hearts 3 started development star wars force awakens wasn't even out yet that's true no you're right and and so what i'm saying is i there are people all around the world who are very into the avengers right now yes and things like that um star wars is really just retaking its hold yeah china's a great example though like if you include the Marvel superheroes in Kingdom Hearts 3, China will also love it. That's if you include point. Star Wars, it's not going to be as big a deal to them. So, I mean, like, where's where's the larger global appeal? I think that they are probably a little more interested in the superheroes. I also think the superheroes are easier to adapt into the story. Yeah. I would think so, too, because putting, putting Star Wars into Kingdom Hearts, is that's a bit of a stretch, even for me. I guess it would be easier to make a Keyblade out of Star Wars land, though. A lot of people are are, are wanting Star uh, key, uh, lightsaber Keyblade, but it's only it only makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because because the Marvel characters adapt so well to cartoon interpretations because they come from comics. Yeah, it makes more sense for them to fit in the Kingdom Hearts world. But I still don't think either of them will show up. But if it were one of them, I would think it would be Marvel. Yeah, I, just, I agree. I think it'd just be super cool to have to go to like like a cartoony New York and have like Sora be like Captain America and Donnie Donald be like Iron Man like that. Be, I'm into that. I'm into it. That could still very well happen. Yeah, it's coming right. out in like four years. Or so this, it's coming out. <laughs> this... you, you know what? If they did do, sorry, this is a super big tangent. I won't let it take long. If they did do Star Wars or even Marvel, it would be interesting if they did it in a way of Winnie the Pooh. So if they went into a comic book. Oh, dude. Oh. That is 100% legit awesome. Yeah. Oh, Because shit. that, would, that would adapt it a lot easier. Going into the 100 Acre Woods book, you're 100% right. Going Except into a comic you're book. Except oh. you're going to Avengers Tower or something like that. That's so smart, Sparks. You should just, hey, you should just call Square Enix. Oh, <laughs> real quick, God. real quick. <laughs> hey, delay this game in three years. We no, do don't this delay idea. this game. I have been waiting for this game for twelve years already. Here, here we go. Here we go. So, Star Wars land, Star Wars world, and the Marvel world will be Kingdom Hearts four in twenty years. <sighs> My kids will love it. <laughs> <laughs> My grandkids will love it at this point. You know what? I said twenty years, but I was like, no, oh, that seems too soon. Yeah, <laughs> this one's taking like ten years. Yeah, yeah. over ten years, yeah. dude. All right, so let's get into our main topic. Juicy topics. Um, we're going to start with Runaways. Two for one special tonight. Ooh, she's a little runaway. You're right. I was going to do the piano, but nope. 
Well, you kept talking over my singing, so yeah. So what do we do? Uh, so what do we do? <laughs> well, this well, is what, so we, what do. do we do. Where well, do we go uh, from here? No, this is what we do. We all pack our bags. We get in the car. We run away. Mm. Uh, let's get some initial thoughts. Uh, Ryan, you first. I think the show is really great. We talked about the first two episodes, one episode, whatever. Three episodes. Three. Uh, I think Three. it progressively got better and better. I had some issues with the last two episodes. Just, just certain character things where I'm like, does it need to be this angsty, really? Um, but I think it ended really strong. I, I think I like this almost as much as the book because what this does differently is it actually t- takes, uh, it takes care of the the parents' perspective. So much. There's like not even like a perspective from the parents in the comic at all. Like it's only the kids. Um, and seeing these evil parents, like why they're doing it, it's it was re- it was really strong, really good. Oh yeah, BT dubs. Spoilers for both, for both gifted and runaways yeah, from out now. That's a standard. That's a, that's a yeah, that's yeah. Well, you guys say it. Ben, initial thoughts. Um, runaways is it's a really good show. I really enjoy. I kind of agree with Ryan. Last two episodes, while they're still good, they kind of fell short, especially with Alex's teen angst. I kind of like the little twist about Carolina um, having the hots for Nico the whole time. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh, did not see that coming. That gave me whiplash. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, so so Nico likes Alex, but she also, Alex, likes Carolina. But also likes Carolina. Well, I don't think she realized it because, like, Alex is being, like, super, like, ugh. And then, like, angsty. Angsty, yeah. yeah. Um, Gert and uh, Chase getting together. That's also. so cute. Um, Molly just being Molly and um, old lace, old lace. lace. Got that piercing. The dinosaur finally coming back. And I wonder uh, if she's had it as long as I've had my piercing. Probably, <laughs> she's had it since the crustaceous probably. era. Probably. <laughs> but one of the main reasons why I kept, I was always exci- excited to start the next episode was not just the reaction from the kids, but also to see what the parents kept doing. Because obviously they had their own like little Game of Thrones style co-conspirating against each other. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, we got. It's like, hey, uh, um, um, Stacy and uh, Beard Dude. Um, Beauty with the Glasses, Gert's oh. parents. Oh, uh, uh, I forget his name. You don't need to remember everyone's names. There's a lot of yeah. names. Well, those parents want to stab Tina and Robert, but mm-hmm. they have to, like, uh, there's so many like different alliances and backstabbing and then Victor going all crazy. It's like, man, this show is getting juicy and awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Victor Von Doom was in this. Yeah, Jonah, yeah. screw yeah. that guy. I, like, I hate I that like guy. Him. He's got big pearly whites that just make me uncomfortable. <laughs> I want to punch Jonah in the face. Yeah. Uh, Sparks? I really enjoyed the show. I thought it was really well done. Um, there was one particular episode that I really, really did not care for at all. And outside of that, I really liked the show. Well, let's start there. What's the episode you didn't care for? <clears throat> I hated the episode where they went to the party. Oh, yeah? Is that where, Ch- uh, where Chase and Alex have their thing and like Chase breaks the laptop and stuff? No. Because uh, no, no. like, I just thought that was wait, so is That's where we find out so, that Carolina can fly. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So... So here's oh, yeah, that one. here's why I didn't like that episode. I, I didn't like that they all go to this party planning to, to undo their parents, who they all suspect of being together in murder. And uh, that's when the relationship drama and the drinking drama decides to happen because mm-hmm. that's, you know, much more prevalent than the let's let's make sure we get the evidence of our parents being murderers. Yeah. Um, uh, the the and the scene with uh, her on the roof that that felt super super forced to me just super super forced to like show her flying I just uh, that that episode really did not land for you me. saw that coming I, from like a mile away yeah 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 and I and like I didn't believe how heavily she got motivated to go up and drink while they're on this mission like nobody's covering each other for this <laughs> job to try to. G- this is this is like so important, and they are not taking it seriously, and they've been taking it seriously up to that point, and so that really bothered me. Yeah, like the, the only one. Do- the, the writing in that episode felt like it dipped. 
You know, like the only one doing a damn good job of covering anyone's asses was Gert, where Alex and Nico went to go into uh, Tina's office and Gert was just distracting the um the book nerd. Oh, yeah, exactly. that was awesome. That was so exactly. funny. Yeah, man, like uh, I agree with 100% what you're saying and it seems like like it got teen angsty almost for the sake of it cuz it had to be. And I'm like this this was not necessary. There's a couple points like it's it, that, it, that yeah. It, it legitimately in the writing of that episode felt like there were times where they forgot what was going on with their parents and I'm like are did did you all like hit your heads for a second yeah. and, and, and forget what's going on? And when they're all outside and Alex has, has his laptop and like, hey, here's here's everything on our parents. And Chase is like, no, I like my dad. I'm gonna break it. That like, was, I think, the next episode. That was that yeah. was the next episode. Yeah, the last couple. So, but those last but couple episodes really were good, but they had the they had various problems. Where the previous episodes, I didn't really have any problems. Yeah. And it's like it feels like they had to backload all the angst that I that I don't think the show really needed because I was doing a good job of being a teen show without being a teen show. If you know what I mean. I think. I think. And it's weird because I when I when we first started the show, for some reason I had it in my head that it was an eight episode series, not a ten episode series. Yes. Um I think the show should have been an eight episode season. Yeah. Uh because I felt like they padded some extra stuff in there that I didn't care for. Yeah. Um, like that party episode was was just so focused on the wrong things. I don't need that that I don't mind some good angst. I don't. But um, you can't have the characters completely forget about what's currently going on just to insert it. Yes. Uh, so we have a couple of callbacks to the greater Marvel universe, like Molly in the comics is a mutant. Yes. Yes. Here she's probably not. No. She. I. Uh, I. I don't think they ever explained how they kind of. Oh, it's do. the meteor. It's, it's the, the rock. It's the rock. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's. I guess. Sure. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and the staff, the magical staff. That's straight up weird. That yeah. it's technology. That one was weird to me because we they make a point to show it in Doctor Strange. I think, but that's completely unrelated. Well, no, but here's why. Here's why it's weird to me is because before, you know, if this was like when did Avengers come out? If this is like 2013. Yeah. You know, that would be a major thing. Like, oh, you saw this in Doctor Strange. Here it is again. And yeah, sure, you can call that as a as a as like a whatever. And you, you can, but officially in Doctor Strange, the cast list lists that character as being in Doctor Strange. And that that is a cool aspect, I think. That's right. Not really touched on. I don't think it. I don't. I think it's one of those things that's retconned. Yeah. Um. If Runaways, which brings me to my my question, is Runaways set in the MCU? I don't think there's any mention of any Marvel stuff. No, there's not. So mm, maybe as not. far as I, as far as I can remember, there is not. There yeah. is a mention to President Obama, but yes. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Ross? President Ellis. Ellis, that's yeah. right. He was an Iron Man three. Yeah. Was that the guy? Yeah. And uh, Agents of Shield. Right. So currently, as far as we know, President Ellis is the is the president of the MCU. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, maybe Obama won in a landslide against him. Who knows? Yeah, uh, maybe. It may, yeah, maybe it's like a. So uh, I Cloverfield paradox. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting maybe a, a a reference to Iron Man in Malibu or something. Yeah, right. Right, because Ma- Ma- Iron Man lived in uh, Malibu yeah. for years. I mean, yeah. I don't know exactly where Brentwood is in L.A., but still, Malibu is yeah. relatively close. Let me tell you, in- Brentwood it looks beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Sparks. Until I'm until I'm told otherwise, I'm going to say it's in the MCU. But I there's nothing that that backs that up. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where they where they said a while ago every Marvel show produced by Marvel Studios will be set in the MCU, but and they slowly just kind of kind of backed up. And I think this is one of those things. Like I, I, 
Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm suspecting hardcore no longer set in the MCU. Yeah. Um, and I think that this is one of those things uh, where, yeah, For probably. The maybe. It's kind of like that Homer Simpson gif of him slowly backing back into, into the, the bushes. bushes. Yeah. And I don't, I think it's one of those things, I think more than anything, it's let's just stop caring. Let's just stop trying like to. Like, if we want to mention something, we will, but we're let's not just like, forced to. Enjoy yeah. Marvel television shows. We're not going to. We're not going to say, we're not going to keep talking about how a city fell out of the sky or how Captain America's a fugitive. Yeah. Because well, let's just make a show. And if there's a reference that comes up organically, let's do it. But if not, um, we don't care. All right. So we got, we got, I think, most of the negatives out of the way. Uh, the show is really great. And the characters are so great on both sides of the equation. Wow, that dinosaur looks awesome. It does look awesome. You could tell she's petting that thing. And I'm like, oh. wow, that's definitely a real thing right there. The yeah. puppeteers who worked on that practical effect, yeah. my God. Like like some of the time the CGI are like, I get it. You have to make it CGI sometimes. Yeah. Like, but it's got to walk. It doesn't bother. But yeah, it doesn't still bother looks good even yeah. in CGI. Because you they, can use tell. A, they use a practical dinosaur. They use a practical puppet whenever they can. Yeah. When it's on the when it's yeah. on the ground, when it's sitting, it, it's there. What's in the back of the I car? Was, I, was re- for, I was weirdly invested in Tina and Robert's marriage. <laughs> Oh yeah, me too. Like, cause like, I, I think like, the, the, like uh, Robert seems like such a nice guy, but like, cause Tina's like, he's like, she's like a horrible mean lady, and he's like, he runs away to another woman, and they have an affair. But then Tina's like, maybe we should get our relationship back together, and he's like, oh no, I've already cheated on you. I'm leaving you, and then he wants to come back, and I'm like, I, it all makes sense to me, and I believe all of it, and I feel bad for these people, but they're also super villains and murderers. James Marsters yeah. was incredible in this show, <sighs> man. He's he's so nuts. He's nuts in this when show. When is he? When is he not incredible? Come on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he, but I'm just like, I've never seen him play a character like this. I'm not saying he hasn't. I've just never seen yeah. him. He's great. No, you know who I really felt for? Hmm. Uh, Jeffrey and his wife. Yeah, I mean Alex's I, parents. Yeah, I really felt because obviously Alex gets mad about um Andre because you know he got shot, he died, and that whole oh incident. talk about overreacting. Yeah, because when when no. when his dad when his dad is like. Hey, aren't you ever going to talk to me? I was like, no. And I was, I was like, you will talk to me because you're living my house. Buddy, he just saw you shoot someone. Yeah. I think he's allowed to be mad at you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but also right. at the same time, like, he, he's his dad. And he's like, I don't care what you do. I, I'm, you're, I'm the parental figure. Dads yeah. don't dads don't go around shooting people. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, was, it was so sad. Sorry, Ben. But like when, okay. when the kid died and he's like, what's going to happen to him? I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of it. And like you, he, he knows he's going to get sacrificed. Yeah. yeah. Like Alex knows. The dad knows. But they're both not talking about it. And like that's so sad. It's so sad. Yeah. But in the end, when um, Alex does, whenever when all the kids run away, and um, especially when Jeffrey and his wife go convent, uh, confront Jonah at the Church of Gorham. Yeah. Fun fact, filmed at our alma mater. Interesting. See, that, was the, that was the V-Pack. Yeah, that was yeah. the Valley Performing Arts oh, Center. Oh, that's where I saw Search Tanking. I said some of it. I didn't recognize it. Yep. I just, you could totally see the Northridge uh, oh, wow. uh, banners on uh, Nordoff. That's funny. <laughs> that's cool. Oh, I live right there, too. I, I saw that. I think, oh, my God, that's my school. But tangent aside, um, man, I just felt bad because they were like, because all the rest of Pride is gathering together, and they're like, okay, we're going to do this. And then they're like, oh, no. Jeffrey is like, nope, F all y'all. I'm gonna go find my son. Yeah, which is the right thing to do. Yeah, oh. which is which is nice and all, but um, so one of my favorite episodes in the whole show was uh the episode where they kind of turn us against Alex's dad, and it's the episode where they show the flashback of him in prison. Yeah, dude, that's so yeah. good. And and you find out that uh he stiffed someone who took like 
the the way that this his best friend and his mom took care of him. Yeah. Oh. And he made all this money and stiffed him after That's he got right. him out of jail. And he said like, "Hey, and can so, you, can you take my prison sentence for 10 years and I can get out and I'll treat you better when you're out?" And he doesn't. Oh, yeah, that's and the... so and so like uh honestly, um outside of uh uh the the mom who runs the church, uh Jeffrey is one of my least like I think he's one of the least redeemable parents because he stiffed people who helped him out. He he cares about his son in the sense that like you're a parent and you care about your son, but he's the dude who like totally was like, I'm gonna sacrifice this boy that I just shot, this this young kid. I'm gonna take him right now there to be sacrificed right now. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what I'm gonna do. I just have to say one thing about Leslie. Hmm. That bitch. Yeah. Oh man. We do not when, condone when, the use of that word yeah. when referring to women in the show. <laughs> uh when uh when it turned out like she was behind a lot of things and I'm like I didn't really see this coming, and I really like it. Yeah, I thought it was I all Jonah. I didn't see it was when she went to go kill Hernandez's <laughs> yeah. and all these parents. I was like, <gasps> it turns out Tina did actually just burn her hand. Yeah, I know. No, uh, Sparks, I actually do agree with you. Jeffrey is a jerk. Lisa, uh, not Lisa. Leslie's my least favorite. My favorite parents are Gert's parents, the yeah, scientists. Dude. They're they're so yeah, I like them a lot. So great. I like them. Yeah. A lot. I think I think they are the most redeemable. Yeah. Of of all of them, one of the um, things I really liked, and you you brought this up, Brian, is, and I haven't read the comic, but I really liked seeing the relationship of the families, like of the, the parents have a relationship with each other, um, and it's kind of like they don't really like each other. They're just kind of they have to be. They're here because they have to be, yeah. and you feel kind of bad for some of them because they're forced to be doing this sort of thing and, and they don't want to be, do- they want to do it. And they've been doing it for like, like what, like 10 to 15 years now. Yeah. And like when you're in something this bad, so deep, like it's impossible to get out. And when you, and when we meet Jonah and you're like, Oh, I can, I get why th- this shit has hit the fan and they can't escape it because he's a, he's a monster from space. Yeah. <laughs> also known as the most punchable face in all the runaways, man, the, those, those teeth. It's, it's, I, I, I did find it a little ridiculous how quickly it goes from like, We've been doing this thing, and then Jonah's awake, and literally everybody regrets it. Like nobody wants him awake, and it's like, why did you do this? Because like, what's they, wrong with you? They had like, like. Well, so- I always got the impression that they always regretted it. Like they always yeah. don't yeah. like doing. There's some people I, I, do. Some people are like, yeah, we got to do this, but others don't. Yeah. And I I agree with that, but the one that bothered me how quickly she turned around on Jonah was Leslie. What? Yeah. Wasn't it more yeah. towards the end though? Like. Because because her daughter no, no no it was like next episode after he was rejuvenated she started butting heads with him oh that's true. oh no it's Frank the the dad who goes with Jonah right yeah that yeah. I also really like that character because that that is a L A actor and he's like ah oh, I just want to be famous so bad I just yeah. want to be important what do I have to do oh I have to sacrifice my daughter and her children sure okay <laughs> I like I like I like that. It was a good yeah. show all around, though. Yeah. Um, I remembered something else I didn't like in the party episode because I remembered that this actually happened in the party episode. Um, I hate how forced in the writing it was when Molly so obviously gives away that she knows to Alex's mom. That whole thing I didn't like. Yeah, I didn't like that either. That yeah. whole subplot, I was I was not yeah. on board for that. Oh yeah, that's she kept, another like... example of yeah. why I feel like it should have been eight episodes like she kept texting her mom like tell me in the information now about my parents right like that? yeah like yeah. T- tell me now time's almost up and then just like right. stop also but like yes but like she's like 15 right she's like it's supposed to be uh, she's even younger in the comics so i guess well, she's that's younger excuse. she's younger than i think she's the youngest of, out of all of i think them. she's she 15 and they're like 17 or whatever. and she's look she's super cute yeah but 
come on. Yeah. No, no, no. I thought it was fine that she was like texting her and things. What I didn't like is when she has the conversation where she's in, with her in person and she's she literally like drops the fact that she saw. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. like where she and says, then, I didn't see then, anything, I swear. And then in the yeah. next episode, she doesn't tell them the other kids that she dropped that until shit's already happening and hit the fan and then everybody turns against each other right but it just felt so out of place no yeah yeah with the characters as they had been set up up to that point and i didn't like that That, that's what i'm Um, saying is like i this show which is supposed to be about teenagers being angsty like it 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 kind of subverts a lot of that and then as it goes later on it's like oh no we actually kind of hit these points yeah i really i really well, go, go ahead, ahead, Sparks. Go ahead. No, go, go, go. No, you go. Um, I was just gonna say I really like the last shot of this of the show. Oh, when they're running away. Yeah, yeah. It's just the this them running down the alley the alleyway. I the, love the music. The, the way they do it with the music, how they you see them come one by one into frame, and then the dinosaur follows them. Yeah. Like I just thought that was a really beautiful shot. Oh yeah. And uh, that still shot, the newspaper says earthquake next earthquake to hit LA coming soon. Yeah. Or yeah. That, that headline about the earthquake. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, uh, About that. So, the, the, the future so television Jonah, thing. Jonah is. Oh, that, well, that's. That, I'm cool with that. That's cool. Crazy time. I thought that was stuff. cool, yeah. Um, But so Jonah is using a drill to drill deep into the earth to hit an organism that's alive down Some there. Some sort of rock thingy, but if that it's rock. It's alive, gets, though. Yeah. I think it's, but, him, I think it's like him. Or it's like some, some part of him. It's some. Guys. Guys. What? It's just another dragon. Are we not gonna see? Uh, <laughs> hey, hey! What if it's Fing Fang Foom? Don't even give me that trick, dude. <laughs> Listen, if, if this is how we get a stupid Iron Man villain, like Fing Fang Foom in Runaways, I'll take it. Hold that up, is Fing, super silly. Hold up, that's a real dragon Fing, ape. Fing, Fing yeah. Fang Foom, yeah. That's a real character oh, yeah. in the Marvel, yeah, in the Marvel yeah, Universe. Like Mandarin summons a big dragon. The last Iron time Man. we saw him, he was wearing overalls. Yes, yeah. he's the he's the first big boss in Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Okay. Yeah, Giant green Chinese dragon. He's that's why he's not in the comics that much anymore. He's silly. Okay then. Dude, Who the can more talk? you know. Yes, he can talk. Yeah. He's a mystical dragon, an ancient wizard man, whatever. Yeah. I say again, the more you know. Yeah. Um uh, go ahead. I did not like this is one of my own little side notes that I made. I I didn't like uh when Robert when they find out that Robert has the affair, Nico's upset with him for the affair, and she's like really upset and going after him for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like how is this more upsetting than when you found out he killed people? Because <laughs> it affects you more mommy. Upset about this? That's kind of like one of the. That's kind of a through line with the show, where even you have like Chase reconnecting with his dad. Like they all know, and really only a couple of them are dis- trying to distance themselves from their parents, whereas everyone else is kind of trying to get closer with their parents. Yeah. Yes, right. But I understood. I understood Chase because his dad had never been close to him, and now they suddenly were. I I understood that. But with Nico, she'd been trying to distance herself from her parents for a very long time. Because after her her sister's death, and then and then it's like, oh, they're killers. Well, geez, I should really dislike them. And then it's like, you had an affair. How dare? Yeah, yeah. You you see, um, uh, Gert and Molly. They they try to kind of reconnect with their like i love the reaction that they find the dinosaur because old lace is in the living room and they walk in and i was yeah. like okay so you know we have this yeah <laughs> that's a great yeah. reaction yeah. Uh, they're, they're great i love found her parents. every they're time they're really on screen good. oh yeah yeah i love them a lot um i'm i did not like when they put made molly go away though yeah, yeah I that was like heartbreaking it was you don't like it like story-wise or you just thought it was like sad um i didn't feel like 
it was i think it was somewhat necessary I, to learn story stuff though i understood though. it because uh, on one level i did feel like it was necessary but on another level i felt that would have been a great opportunity to separate those parents from the other parents Okay, because I, I, I thought I thought it was a really good opportunity for them to actually get real with the kids. Okay, yeah. Like, and that they could secretly be helping the kids aside from the other parents. Yeah, okay, I can see that. I thought there was a really good opportunity for that, and that they they shirked it because they kind of knew that Molly knew, and that probably meant the others knew too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I so can, I'm I like, see where you're why from. not? You, you seem like the parents who would reach out at this point. Yeah, I guess you know. Yeah. I mean, if you're a scared parent, like, if you, maybe they thought, like, there's nothing we can do then except pushing her away because Jonah is just so powerful. Yeah. Everyone's scared. But, like, I like, I like that idea, Sparks. I do like that idea. Um, I pretty much expended every, everything I have on this. The, but quickly, the chase stuff with the future stuff, yeah. I think that's super cool. Like, he's, yeah, been, trying to like work, he's been trying to work on a time machine, and then once he starts hanging out with this boy... He gets it to work, and he's like, yo, dad, don't do this thing. And then what does he do? He, he does the thing. thing. He does, he does the, the thing. thing. And I'm like, come on, man. Your, your son told you. So he, is he dead for good? Do I think? think he's like, I think he's like in a coma or something. I, I don't think, think he's dead. Um, Frank is going to sacrifice himself so he could revive Victor. Oh, right, because Victor's oh, important, yeah, right? He's like yeah. he's like in a co weird coma or something. Because yeah, okay. that's what um, Jonah was saying. Right, because there was this whole thing like, oh, well, let's revive him, let's not, and like there's this whole thing. I, f I oh, forgot how it ended. Doesn't I have to how say that, that whole like hey, shot. get in the box thing was kind of uh, oh, it was right, because um, kind of stretched out. What's his name? Um, uh, Nico's dad. He gets, he gets, he goes, he tries to go in the box. He yeah, just like he's like strips. Like I'm gonna kill myself. Robert. Yeah. Robert. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I really like that moment. Yeah. I wish that they followed through on it. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Because literally everyone's pointing fingers about who should get in the box, and then they're like, "Hey, well, why shouldn't Frank get in the box?" And then Leslie's like, oh, "That's not a bad." So idea. did you guys like that scene? Because I thought it was, I liked it, but it was super silly. Like, you get in the box. No, you get in the box. I the whole their their whole situation is kind of silly, so yeah. you kind of do have to lean yeah. into it a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I get the I get the idea, but I just felt like it stretched way too long. I'm like, just someone get in the damn box already. Yeah. I kind of felt like with Jonah's case, he's like, just someone get in there. <laughs> Jonah's like, I just I don't care who it is, just do it. Yeah. Um. Is it okay? Final thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I thought the show was very good. I keep pulling out my headphones. Uh, I thought the show was really good. Um, it, you know, we've talked about the negatives, uh, but overall, I'd give it a positive score. I'm really curious about what the hell's underground. I kind of hope it's Fing Fang Foom now, because that'd be super. <laughs> that'd be super. I'm stupid. sorry, I put that in your That's head. So good. <laughs> you are gonna be heartbroken when it isn't. Hey, if it's not a giant green mystical Iron Man dragon, I'll be alright. I'm it's, pretty I'll sure it's okay. purple. It's not an Iron Man dragon. Well, he's he's an Iron Man villain. Right, but he's not an Iron Man dragon. No, I know, but, you know, Iron Man. I'm no, pretty he's sure. an Iron Man dragon. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure what those rocks were moving, they were purple. Yeah, okay. So, no green dragon. Darn. Oh, purple fin thing. Oh, it could be Dragon Man, who's a Fantastic Four character. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Tying it all together, folks. Yeah, baby. Ben, final thoughts? Um, it is also it is still a really good show. I mean, yeah, we did talk about some negatives. A lot of ting angst. Some of it probably not deserved, but oh, well, ting angst. Ting ting tum. Ting tang tube. <laughs> but, teenage thing, thing, thing. but overall, still a really good show. Kept me on the end of my seat. There were a few episodes that ended where I was screaming or slightly screaming at my good uh, cliffhangers. F where I'm screaming at my television screen, going, What the F? Mm -hmm. And hitting my hitting the X button on my PS4 controller so I can start the next episode sooner. Oh, yeah. But yeah, all in all, really, really well done Marvel show. Sparky Sparks. Um, I think the show's greatest uh, downfall and its greatest sin is that it does such a great job establishing these characters in the beginning and getting me invested in them and getting me to understand and believe them that in the later episodes when it feels like it needs to force drama or things like that, I don't believe 
the characters that they've established to do it. And that is one of the drawbacks for me of the show. But outside of those flaws and those times that that happened, I thought the show was really good and I really enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this one. I can't wait for season two. Awesome yeah. Stanley cameo as well. Was not expecting that. Oh, yeah, it's good Stanley Lyft driver. Cameo. Oh, hey. He, take was, a, take... he was a limo driver. Oh, limo driver. Take a drink, though, every time they say Lyft. Oh, my God. I... I do think pretty much on the whole, this is the best outcome we could have gotten from a Runaways television show. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, I remember when they were talking about making a movie years ago. Yeah. Years ago. You know what I didn't realize? Um, There was a, like, uh... And like an Avengers book where it's all the teenagers and they get like kidnapped and put on like on a weird mojo world. And there's a lot of runaways in that. I forget what it's called. It's called like, like Avengers. It's called Mojo World? No, it's called like, it was like, a, it was like an Avengers book that didn't last very long, but it was about all the teenage Avengers and half the runaways were there. And the new runaways book mentions that. I'm like, wait a second. This was a couple years ago. I remember this. Wait, not new Avengers. It, I forget um, what it's called. It's like Avengers, class of Avengers. I don't know. But it's, it's, they're transported. And then this new runaways book. Like, hey, remember when we had all that shit on Mojo World? That was crazy. Is that the one with Patriot was on the was on the maybe, team? Maybe Young Avengers. It, it was no, it wasn't. It was a it was, it, was, it was like a it was like a class photo shoot, and then I had a bunch of X's over all the dead ones. Oh, I, I, I'll. Oh, I know the cover you're talking about. Do you? Oh yeah. yeah, I know the cover you're yeah, talking uh, about too. Yeah, uh, and I actually want to check the book out now because it features the Battle Royale. Royale. It's exactly it's yeah, Battle Royale. Yeah, the, Marvel. the Battle Royale thing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. there you go. Um, Gifted also came out this year. It did. Well, what? 2017. Wait, nobody told me about it. I gotta go watch it. Hang on. All right, I'll give you. Hold, hold the podcast. Hold on. Just hold your breath for uh, and 15, we're back. Fifteen hours. <gasps> Guys, oh, that show, it was all right. So here, here's the thing. I, I, I know you had we you we talked about this uh, like in the middle. How there's like there's some filler issues for sure, but from the last like two episodes, the show I think the show found what it's trying to become. And it's not just about, oh, this is like a post-X-Men world. This is like, now this is the new Magneto so I, and the new So I, I didn't, I didn't want to say this before we started recording the show. You can say I, it. I disagree with you on the last two episodes. Really? I think they were the weakest of really? the season. Really? That's insane. Yeah. I thought uh, there's some strong character moments. Yeah. But it ultimately just kind of falls a little flat. That's fair. Sure. Um, and the, look strong character moments and like i really do like what uh, i think laura's turn is a little too quick and a little too unbelievable um she's got the, the pregnancy hormones dog especially no and like you could you could make that claim but that, also the claim that, 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 that's a joke that and she's being pushed by the the frosts right very much so and the fact that man how many times can they say magneto without saying magneto hey man that's um, that's, the, that's just gonna. That's how it the, is. You're gonna run out of time to do it, though. You know your birth father. I like the reveal of the that the Brotherhood came was, was another Brotherhood. The the Hellfire Club is back. Yep. I I wonder if that's because the show started as a Hellfire Club show. I uh, I'm not sure. I don't Rem- know. remember that. Yeah. Ryan. Yeah. What is the Hellfire Club exactly? It's a it's a mutant organization uh, that actually, funny enough, didn't start as a mutant organization. It was a bunch of people who weren't mutants, and I don't know if that's a weird thing. Do you remember Sebastian Shaw on X Men First Class? Yeah, and Emma Hellfire Frost. Club. Oh, yeah. and got it. I love Emma Frost is one of my favorite characters because she is she is just so manipulative and conniving. And X Men First Class, good movie. She's very bad Emma Frost. Very bad Emma Shaveri. Frost. She's very bad Emma Frost. The Stefford Cuckoos in the show. They are, they're like the best representation on, like, it's the only really good one, but like, they are so true to those characters and, and the way that they talk and, and mime each other. And like, they're slightly different, but not, but there's a, there's a great line. It's like, which one are you again? She's like, oh, it doesn't matter. We're kind of three in one. And I'm like, 
I I thought those characters were super strong. Yeah. And like that's they're the they're like they're the Magneto side, and that's what I really like about the show is like the later half of the season, it, you started to see the 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 push and pull between the Xavier class and the Magneto class, and I really like that. And I and I can I can somewhat agree that Lorna was pushed somewhat fast, but I still think it was like half the season where you slowly see. The, the machinations of the, the cuckoos and her pregnancy and just people dying around her all the time and someone has to take a stand and I and I don't like Andy I can agree with that he's kind of a, he's a little he's a little, he's, I, he's a little much I, I, I love I, I love I love Jamie Chung yeah oh yeah as yeah. Blink she's awesome yeah. but Andy oh god I mean at first I get it he's a teacher he just found out he's a mutant he didn't know his sister was a mutant and yeah. she knew, knows how to use her powers and of course he's trying to understand what he can do but right when he finds out his heritage about the Von Strucker twins his great great grandparents hey Ben question what did you recognize the Von Strucker thing I kind of you didn't no I didn't Avengers it's, it's a- weird dude. here's a th- here's a th- actually what's very strange about that um, I'm shit. Von Strucker, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Son of a bitch. Okay, you didn't need to scream. That's fine. <laughs> uh, um, yes. So Baron Von Strucker. So I and I did some. I did. I w- Member of Hydra. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't familiar with his, his kids. Um, but the his uh, the the Strucker family's um, Fenris. Uh, their their great great their great grand grandparents. That's Baron Von Strucker's kid. So, you know. Very strange. Apparently, this doesn't the, take place in the Marvel universe. <laughs> apparently, the the Von Strucker uh, name at least is a co-own. Yeah, is is another Quicksilver Scarlet Witch deal with a uh, Fox and Marvel. Yeah. Um, and it's super. It's a super weird choice. It's a super, It's it's like Supergirl. Her name's like Kara Danvers, and Captain Marvel's Carol Danvers. Like, why make it that close for no reason? Um, Kara Danvers came first. Yeah. Okay. Danvers, really? Really? Believe so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, the, okay. Car, car, car came first. I believe you. All right. Um. So nay on that one. Um. But if like, I'm wrong, tweet at me. No. Yeah. Um. I. It, it is a weird choice, and I. I don't think it's going to amount to anything. I don't think they're going to bring like Hydra or 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 Nazi Strucker stuff in there. I don't think so. But it's, it's a, such a weird it's choice. A, it's a very strange. It feels like they picked the powers. They did it for the powers. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. Von Strucker is just like a human dude who does who who's a Hydra. Not him. his kids. His kids are mutants. In the comics too. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's been a while. Okay. Um, either that or they mutates, but yeah. I believe they're mutants. Okay. Um, either way, they do have that power in the comics, and I think that's kind of what they were going for. Is they wanted to to bring in that power, yeah. and that's the only those are the only X Men characters that have to have it. Uh, say something, Sparks, because I I, I I I think I like the show more than everyone else here. Um, I I really like the show. Um, one of my problems is that I wanted at least one episode where they were trying to help mutants uh, and what i mean by that um i that they were just trying to help random mutants not mutants who were being held or chased by sentinel services just like mutants who are out on their own yeah um i i wanted something a little more human like that uh, uh sorry bad term uh, a little <laughs> more person a little more personal of showing them as a refuge for all mutants, not just not just the ones who are at odds with Sentinel services, um, mm-hmm. and I felt like that never really happened. I, I understand that it's like a whole thing between the underground and Sentinel services, and that's kind of the focus of the show. But I wish that early on they had established more of this: what the underground means to just mutants, and not had such a focus on Sentinel services till later. Um, that was something I really wanted from the show. I really hate Andy's turn because I don't believe it. Yeah. 
I believed a lot of things related to the characters, but I don't believe how Andy turns on them. Especially his sister. Um, like, yeah. been I don't so really believe Lorna's either. It wasn't well built. I wish that there had been more done to convince me of those characters turning. Um, however, I will praise, I did not think they would have the balls to actually destroy the plane. Dude, that's yeah, yeah. It, that's a, that's a big thing for me. That I'm like, wow, you guys really did it. That's a great. That's really I, I was very impressed. I did not think it was going to happen. I was genuinely surprised because I was like, she's going to back out. They're going to convince. She's going to back out, and then she did it, and I was like, oh dang, I'm upset because you just killed one of my favorite actors on this show. But kudos, nice yeah. job. Do you think he's actually dead? Yeah. He's totally dead. Totally. Dude. Yes, or... I do because I do because that actor is also a regular on another show. There you go. I could see him coming back. Who, Campbell or, or Turner? The, the the cop or the scientist? The scientist. Oh, no, he's totally dead. I, think I, I, <laughs> I don't think so. Because he's They're a regular on another show that's gotten picked up for another season, I don't think he's coming back. Dude, oh, no, Turner right. wasn't on the plane. Turner wasn't on the plane. Oh, I'm sorry. He was talking to the senator guy. Yeah, the senator's dead. Yeah. <laughs> senator and... Here, here's... here's I, I think he may come back because of his comic book character, Ahab. Mm, do you... Th- okay, they could, like... The next scientist takes his body to bring him back to life or something. Yeah, um, Sparks, your thing about um, how you wish like they they went after mutants and stuff like that, I I can agree with that. But now that they're setting up the like the Brotherhood versus the X Men, I think the next season will be choose your side. Hey, where did the whole thing? Here's the thing. Yeah, I I totally understand that. But another thing, I I, I totally agree. I don't I don't buy Andy's Andy's turn. Yeah. But the other thing I don't understand is. When did why was it the last minute turnaround of like, oh now we're just gonna mention the X Men every five minutes and we're gonna just they really s- drive home the whole world. The I next, feel the, like the, they the mentioned X-Men. the X Men almost every at least once every episode. No, but they, they but do. then it became excessive trying it, to trying to drive home the whole thing. Hold on, let me finish. It came home to it, 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 they tried to drive home the idea that these guys are now the the X Men, and I feel like they did it because they. We're like, well, we can't just keep calling it the underground, so let's just let's just go for it and call them the X Men. And, and I I didn't quite buy how quickly they were just kind of like, because it was it, it's literally like nine episodes where the mutant underground, blah blah blah. Then the last couple is like, oh no, we're going to be the X Men. I I you know that's one hundred percent valid. It is. Um, it's not. The thing is, they're not saying we are the X Men. They're like, this is what the X Men stood for, and we have to be better. We have to be like the X Men. They never specifically said we're the X Men. But it, then, in the in the same in those same episodes I'm talking about, there was there's a line of dialogue with like the X Men chose us to do yeah. this, and that was that never brought up at, before this. I think that's that's a that's a thing which I think we'll probably get into the second season because at the very end of this show, where Lauren is in the hospital, you get you get one of the you get an old <laughs> yeah, it was. you get an old X Men character. No, it, it was brought up before. Between um, Dreamer and Johnny. Mm. She said, do you think the X-Men chose you because of who your father was? Oh, okay, yeah. Meaning that Johnny's dad was a vet, was a member of the X-Men. Yeah. I don't remember the, the names yeah. very well. So, yeah. so uh, I I really liked the show. I did. Who's um, the old X-Men character? Her name's Vange, V-A-N-G-E, uh, that lawyer character. Uh, it, she's okay. an extreme X-Men. So what were you going to say? What are, you, what are you talking about, Sparks? I really liked the show. I did. But um, I think... I think part of my problem is that um, just on the premise of the gifted and what it was, I was really sold on this kind of, I, I wanted a more personal attack on, on mutants and what it's like to be a mutant and things like that. And and that exists in the show, but I, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's what the show is about, or at least not what the show is going to be about anymore. 
it does feel like now it's about the underground versus the brotherhood and that's kind of not the show i wanted i feel like when so this, that's what i was getting at. yeah when this show is def- definitely like when i was talking to you brendan's in the car like when we when the show was first in production it's like oh it's about uh, a group of family on the run and i think like midway through they're like oh we actually have these really strong characters and like maybe we don't need to focus on the humans as much which is like the original idea and they're like oh man we we have our magni and our xavier and we this is like this is like 2.0 versions of them basically right and i'm and in a in a post x-men world like i really like like choose your side and like i really like that final thing where polaris walks in like yo guys what's up who wants to join me because we need to get shit done yeah that's all that's all nice but i i wanted the show to continue being about just the world of the mutants and not and we've seen x-men versus the brother we see it in every movie yeah Every movie is is about Xavier versus Magneto. I don't somehow. want to watch an X Men show where it focuses on two humans. But I'm not talking about humans. I'm talking about focusing on mutants. Focusing yeah, on, I, that's, on, on that's yeah. I, I want it to be about you know personal mutant stories. Like like almost I almost wanted to see like at least one or two episodes along the way that were vignettes into a young mutant's life of them discovering their powers and how it like kind of threw their whole life off course, but not because Sentinel services showed up at the door, but because of just what happened in their personal life because of their abilities and how the underground was going to accept them and help them. I wanted more of that. Like Blink's Blink's subplot. I I I want something like that. I wanted more of, and this is not a good connotation, but I wanted more of the premise of what Heroes was, which is ordinary people with extraordinary abilities. I wanted that sense of storytelling to this. Okay. I, I could see that. Uh, sure. Where where it showed these personal stories. I'm not against this Brotherhood Underground thing, but it's not what I want the show to be about. That's totally fair. And like, yeah, um, that's all I was getting at. Sure, I wanted yeah. I wanted it to be I wanted it to be like, how do people like figure out what to do about being a mutant when there's no ex Xavier Mansion to go to? Yeah. When there's no Brotherhood to turn to either. Where what do they do? How do they respond? How do they get found? How do these mutants deal with each other? I didn't want it to immediately jump to like always at war with Sentinel services or always at, I feel like there are more interesting personal stories to be told for the mutants from a perspective that doesn't always involve direct conflict with other mutants or with the Sentinel services. But okay. I still like the show. I thought there was a lot of cool stuff. I, I like I like the commitment to blowing up the plane, and I liked uh, I I didn't like the subplot about the 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 guy uh, I forget his name right now, but the guy who shoots light from his hands. Um, oh, you don't like Eclipse? I do, no no I didn't like the subplot of him working for the the girl who he owed a favor. Oh, totally to. the those, cartel. Yeah, the middle those that, middle that, episodes, see, whatever. That's, that's another example of like something I could have had removed from the show to instead have see them just engaging with a new mutant. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, who had just come into their powers and like going and, and trying to help them through it in their personal life. But but the show did have a lot of great stuff. I really like the family. Uh, I really like a lot of the performers and the performances they gave. Ben, you've been trying to yep. say something once. You... Sorry, Ben. I really, really like this show. And one of the reasons why I really, really like the show is because as I'm watching it, watching this, I felt like I was reading an X-Men comic unfold in front of my very eyes. It was an X-Men comic not about the X-Men, but about mutants who live in a world without either the X-Men, the Brotherhood, or any other, literally a safe haven for mutants. Because we see a scene in the in the show where the kids, it's a flashback to a year ago, where the kids are bullying and this girl is being harassed because she's just vibrating really quickly. She gets a little angry to tell them to stop. 
and something happens where her dad, the prosecutor, has to tell him, like, hey, because your kid's a mutant and she did this, she's getting in trouble. You guys have to go. Yeah. And the realization of the parents seeing, like, my kids aren't mutants. They are. What? Oh, shit. Yeah. My kids are mutants. And them opening up their eyes to see what mutants actually go through and see how they have to live life. Like, one of my favorite scenes, one of my favorite characters is Johnny. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love Johnny. Yeah, man. He is... He's just an awesome character, and one of the scenes that I really liked was him and Pulse when they're in Phoenix tro- doing a rally for 715 victims. Yeah, man. And people were are yelling at him, saying, "You're a mutant. You're trying to help uh, victims from a seven from 715." And he goes nuts. He's like, "I serve my country. Are you yeah, kidding me? I did yeah. two tours in Afghanistan. Yeah. I defended you, and you dare treat me like this." And then some angry, um, ter- literal domestic terrorists throw a pipe bomb. Yeah, and he saves people. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. Yeah, I love all that. I want it to keep being about that. Yeah. I don't want to go immediately into mutant versus mutant or brotherhood versus X-Men. But that kind of is a lot of X-Men. It, it is. But th- why couldn't this be different? Because it was because already a, being it's different. On a but it was already regular being t- different. television network. Well, Legion is different. Legion's on FX. Uh, well, They're get, very different. Uh, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying the networks but like look Fox isn't going to exist in a year. Yeah. Why don't why not take a risk? Cuz business as usual until then <laughs> yeah i'm just saying yeah you're you're absolutely right it's a good show i'm not shitting on the show i really liked it it was one it was one of my favorites but doesn't sound like it <laughs> i i i wanted it to be i don't understand why why you felt like this this show was going to be about humans i never got the impression because it was about, about, about it was about parents. family yeah, it was well, about a well, family. Well, yeah, but that's what the show's about. Yeah, well, it's about a family. Technically, one of them is a human. Like when we found out that the dad was a mutant yeah. the whole that's time, mutant. I thought I really liked that twist. And also his. Um, by the way, that actor who played Reed's dad, am I right in saying that um, he's the dad from uh, Dewey Cox? Yeah, the, the wrong, wrong kid, kid dad. dad. Dude, I, I, that, <laughs> that's, yes, that's yes, all I, I thought of. I oh, every time I, that guy's in a movie, that's all I ever think of. I know him. I know him more from being the dad on Justified. But yeah, yeah, he was the dad on Justified too. He did that. Wrong kid, Dad. Uh, and, yes. And you know, guys, your 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 uh, your problems with it are one hundred percent valid. And I and I and upon reflection, I I get that. But the things that uh, the the weaker stuff doesn't compare to the good stuff for me. And and the stuff I I really like Polaris and Eclipse together. And and the final scene where where the plane like Eclipse is crying because like his pregnant wife is about to become a ma- a murderer. And he's like, don't, think of the, think of your family, think of all of us. And she's like, of course I'm thinking of you, but I just don't agree with you. And that's, that's heartbreaking. One of the things that also I really enjoy about the show is that we get to see a lot of it from uh, Jace Turner's perspective. The he's Sentinel so Services, good, dude. Um, uh, yes. He watched his daughter die twice. That's yeah. so everything, bad. As, everything, everything about him in the show, I love. And yeah. that's mostly because as, when as, Matt Nix and him work together, it's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. As much as I hate him, as much as I do not like the way he's doing it, get it. I understand why he is doing it. Yep. That's one of the th- reasons why I like him as not just a good character, but also a great antagonist. Yeah. Is because he hates mutants because he blames them for 715. And he keeps seeing mutants hurt his friends over and over and over again. And as many times as Eclipse, as Thunderbird, as Dreamer, yeah. even though they try not to screw him up, they screw him over nine times out of ten. And he has every reason to hunt them down and put a bullet in their heads or throw them in jail. This yeah. is my final yeah. thought on the show. Oh, God. I'm not um, <laughs> no, I'm not saying you guys okay. have to be. Okay. Just, this is the last thing I'm, I'm going to say about it. Um, it was great to see. One of the things I really loved about it, and and I understand I've been I've been 
too negative on it. Um, I really like seeing how it portrayed the prejudice between mutants oh, yeah. before mutants. I thought that was really strong. The, hum- the humanity and, rally or whatever. Yeah, like that's that they, oh, they did that in Charlottesville, South Carolina. How <laughs> hilarious is that, dude? A year from what happened last year. And Come I think on. it was Charlottesville, North Carolina. Yeah, no, Charlotte, North Carolina. It go. was very, very well portrayed, and I thought that was where the show was the strongest. Was being was showing that kind of prejudice towards the mutants. Yeah, and I, 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 you don't get that in the movies, and you get that a lot in the comics. And I thought oh, that yeah. was uh, really that was great. That's why I, I felt like I was seeing an X Men comic unfold from me is like that deeper, like especially the scene between um, Polaris and one of the Frost triplets. Mm-hmm. By the way, I hate the Frost triplets. It, you hate them because they're so good, dude. I do, <laughs> I do. But I kind of had a feeling that Esme had something up her sleeve when she oh, kept yeah, dipping in her hand into doing things. I'm like, you're up also to whoever girl. whoever is the the whoever's the the money guy at the Hellfire Club where he turns the thing into a diamond. I don't know who that is. I couldn't fig- I couldn't look it up either. I, he's he's completely new. No idea. All right, that's awesome. But oh god, but yeah, that scene with them watching the people outside of the humanity now, um, or even the scene where. Um, Blink is on a date and they go to a movie and she's surrounded by those purifiers, those people yeah. with like the white cross on their sweatshirts and they're like harassing her. It's like Even her th- date abandons her. Yeah. To me, it was like, wow, this looks straight out of one of those old educational videos when you're learning about the civil rights movement where a white man takes a black girl yeah. or vice versa to a movie and girl with green eyes, yeah. they attack the the colored person just because hey you're a colored person you're not supposed to be around with us normal humans it's like that's not right yeah. and yet here she is a human just has a special ability to turn make portals and has green eyes and pointy right ears. that's what I was saying that's you that's, want more of that stuff right that's where the show is the strongest yeah and I, and I wanted to keep being that that's 100 percent fair um I man the introduction of the cuckoos where where uh where she gets she just makes she makes him shoot ev- each other or like shoot each other and then like Jace like he sees his partner shoot himself in the face right uh-huh. in front of him that's messed up man oh, after yeah. he I, was trying to do a good thing yeah, yeah. and th- that's why man again like I can see the negatives but like the positives just outweigh it so much like Jace Turner talking to Campbell in the lab and he's like listen man like I I I'm a, I know I'm I'm not a monster I'm a human being too like I, I'm trying to do the right thing for humanity though if, and you see his dying sorry you see his dying brother and stuff and you see how he got the bad side of the gene oh, pool right. and he's like almost jealous and mad almost like Trask in in uh, uh uh Days of Future Past like he got the wrong end of the spectrum and he's 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 furious and he and he's his brother's dead now and I'm like, man, that stuff is so powerful, and I and I understand it, and I get it. You're wrong, but I but no other X Men thing besides like the comics like makes you understand the human's perspective. I didn't like the Doctor as much as a villain. Yeah, I, I just saw him as like an evil mad scientist sort of guy. Yeah, but seeing his motivation and how his brother was sick. Yeah, and then he's like, oh no, this is all about genetics for me. I was like, well, mutants didn't really screw you over though. He doesn't view him as people. It's, though, it's not. <laughs> it's gross. That's true. <laughs> yeah. but I still like Jace as antagonism more. He's so good, man. And now he's gonna just be a straight up bad guy because he's yeah. lost everything. Oh yeah. Oh man, he quit. Yeah, like, he, he did. quit. So is he gonna like join the purifiers or something crazy? I I think he's gonna do some crazy, Ooh, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, this is this is a great show. Final thoughts? If you want to see a, good, a really, really good X Men show, it's not as trippy as Legion, but it's still really, really good. Watch <laughs> The Gifted. Dan Stevens just said, uh, "Expect more dancing in season two of Legion." Like, thank you. Uh, I love. <laughs> thank I you. can't wait for Legion. <laughs> Uh, Sparks, give it go when you want to hear some more thoughts or and or final thoughts. Um, yeah, I I really liked uh I really liked the the um 
agent who's chasing after them and and his very personal story it's it's things like that where i really really like the show mm-hmm. when it was doing really well done personal beats um there are definitely some some moments in the show where i feel like they step too far away from it and i i wish there had been more of that as i'd said and i feel like we're maybe rushing towards the underground uh versus uh the new the new brotherhood. I feel yeah. like we're kind of rushing to it. I, I think that could have been held off to focus a little more on these, on these personal stories. But I mean, there's a lot of good elements to the show. I still enjoy it. And this I is still a, thought it was really well done. This is a mid-season <laughs> finale, right? There's 22 episodes, right? No, this is 13. This, this, oh, this was this was the season. Season, yeah, this season finale. This was I, season. That's why it was an hour and a half. I get it now. Okay. No, it was only 44 minutes. The last episode? I do. I watched it. It's two, it's two parter. We're oh. gonna crush it right now. Two parter. Okay. Season oh, that's, that's why it aired okay. as a two parter. I watched it all at once. Yeah. 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 I watched. It. I just binged it in the last yeah. twenty four hours. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I. I enjoyed it. I definitely didn't. I liked it a lot as it started, and definitely sparks when you mentioned the filler episodes. Like I felt those filler episodes, but for me, like where you might disagree, like the show really came into its head in those last couple of episodes, and I can agree. I kind of don't want to see a, a civil war in the second season. That's really soon. But I want to think Matt Nix is smart enough to to just set it up and maybe prolong it. Like, maybe Prolaris will have conflicting things, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't thing. know. I like Burn Notice a lot. Yeah. But that show kept being like, okay, here's the guy on top. No, actually, it's this guy. No, actually, it's this guy. No, yeah. actually, it's this guy. No, actually, it's this guy. Oh, it just kept it's, going it's up, up, true. up, up, It's true. I loved, I loved Burn Notice, but that's very, very true. So, yeah. Matt Nix? Um, yeah. I think, I think part of the thing both with burn notice and with this is that they, they are forced to operate on the schedule where you have to write the story as if you're not going to get another season. Yes. And, and I think that's unfortunate. And this is almost one of those cases where I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I kind of wish this was a 22 episode season. Um, because if it had been, I feel like there would have been more time for some of that personal development, which I feel was needed, and I wouldn't have felt like it was so rushed. Yeah, but then you'd probably get like yeah. twice as many filler episodes yeah. too. Oh. That that's that's true, but I mean, what we're calling filler is kind of what I wanted. I wanted in these early because se- this is the only time. I feel like now it's too late. Like we're not going to go back and get any of this. I wanted those episodes where they where they were like they heard about somebody who had a power and it and it worked bad, and so they went to go check them out. As Xavier would have, yeah, uh, and and kind of dig into their personal life, like like almost like think like a, you know, the opening of the episode would be the kid having their ability go wrong, yeah, and then we see the underground step in, yeah, yeah, I, um, you know, and almost like they're trying to stay two steps ahead of Sentinel Services in that regard. I really like the special effects in the show. I just want to say yeah, I thought they were they were really excellent, good. and I can't say enough how much I love Jamie Chung in this movie in the show. Yeah, I thought I she was excellent. Two quick things. Go for it. I almost cried when oh, the dreamer it. died. Dude, yeah, that was that was good. That, that hurt really, my soul. That was really good. And Eclipse has the best ringtone in the world, and that was an awesome cameo <laughs> yeah. of the original X Men theme song. Yeah, that was pretty great. Uh, uh, there's there's one scene that I'm that that I call him I call him B plus Oscar Isaac. Oh yeah. Oh Mark. <laughs> yeah. So uh, B plus Oscar Isaac. Um, there's a scene where uh, he's like he's like he's talking to one of the the cuckoos. He's like, if you try to if you get in my wife's head one more time, and he like puts his hands up and he like lights him up, I'll burn your face off. And like. That was so intense, and I think I think that guy is really strong. Oh, yeah. I think he's super strong, and I'm like, you're almost too good for the show, dude. <laughs> like, you're too good. <laughs> um, all right, that's gonna do it. Eleven uh, out of ten. We'll watch again. For that's gonna do it for this episode. Actually, I'm having some yep. issues. I'm not feeling good. Nope. Oh, yeah. nope. It's a Taco Bell. It's finally catching up. <laughs> oh no! All these years. All these all these weeks. Oh of Taco no! Bell. No, my stomach is 
is stabbing me in the, in the stomach. Sure. I can uh, literally see so, knives poking out of his stomach So right we're now. skipping the book club this week. We're going to do mine next week. Uh, once again, it's Caliber, First Canon of Justice. Um, next week, we'll also be doing a Black Panther review. Holy shit, that's coming out. Oh, my uh, so God. So that's going to be really exciting. Um, also. What? Comic-Con. Oh, and we're going to Long Beach Comic Con. If you guys are going uh, Comic, Comic Expo, Comic if you guys Expo. are going, uh, look us up. We'd love to see what if up? you're going. Uh, email us. What up? Um, quick quick announcement up, right? about the blooper reel. Um, oh, that's a th- oh right. So I'm I don't have the time to finish it. So I asked uh, our partner Jeremy Bellucci uh, to help me out. Really? So he's oh, So he'll finish that up for me, and uh, and we'll get it. And I'll also we'll know, know more soon. You're the best, Jeremy. A great guy. I I love that guy. Um, and look out for our Punisher season one review special. Uh, we'll schedule that soon. Hopefully, get that out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not today. Oh. It is very late. No. Um, as always, thank you to Jeremy Vellucci. Uh, it is late. You're right. Yeah, it's very late. <laughs> Started at eleven. <laughs> uh, as always, Whoops. thank you to Jeremy Vellucci. Uh, you can find him on Instagram, JB Jabberwock. He does our theme music. Um, and he does a show called Suburban Proctologist. You can find that Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist official. Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Thank you to Louis Barreto as well for doing our icon. Uh, you can find him at Lens for Eyes on Instagram. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find nope, us on no Twitter. Par- no parallelograms. Nope, that's not. That's gone. Nope, no palindromes. It's okay. Uh, I'm kind of okay with that, honestly. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to say. <laughs> There's a lot to plug. Yeah, I understand. Uh, if you'd like to get involved with us, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Fake Nerd Podcast. If you'd like to email us, guys at gmail.com. Let us know if you're going to Long Beach Comic Expo. Heck yeah! You One can find me. We'll be dressed up in Mega Man. I don't know who. Oh no! It's, oh no! Uh, it's gonna be Ryan. It's our dog. <laughs> it's the dog. It's, it's the dog. dog. You have a dog? It's your dog. Oh, I'm gonna I have bring a dog. Bella. I'm one gonna of your Bella and dress one up of your Mega dogs Man. will be dressed up as Mega. Dude, no joke. Real quick, uh, in Metal Gear Solid Five, there's a dog companion you can have and give him an eye patch. Looks just like Bella. So I'm really? gonna steal Bella and put an eye patch on her, and she's gonna be my dog. Oh, you're not doing that. You're uh, not. Fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me, BT McClure, on Instagram and Twitter. You can find Ryan, DJ Tony Snark at everything. Ben. Ben Manic Twenty Seven for Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Sparks a Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty and you've been using that lately, lately. look at that yeah <laughs> <laughs> ringing endorsement alright like, yes I uh, have subscribe to us on iTunes Stitcher Google Play TuneIn Spotify iHeartRadio wherever podcasts are listened to except SoundCloud I'm sorry I can't figure it out okay. <laughs> we're not SoundCloud rappers so we don't need it uh, rate and review wherever you get us greatly helps the show uh, we'd love to hear from you guys until next week guys Stay fake nerds.